Hey guys, Tyree here with Before I Forget, and I want to talk to you guys a little bit about Anchor.fm. It's the platform that we're using to broadcast our podcast to you. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer, kind of like what I'm doing right now. When hosting Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes Radio, and tons more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And best of all, it's totally free. Best thing you can do if you're looking to start your own podcast is go ahead and download Anchor.fm to get started. Now, let's get to our show before I forget. <laughs> What's up? No, my daughter's in the room. This is just a test, right? Yeah, just no, test it. So we're, just, we're chatting for a second to see how everything works. Oh, okay. She does want to say hi. She... Oh. <laughs> Go ahead. You can say hi. Hi. How, howdy. <laughs> Inez? Yes. Here. She, has, she okay. need one of these. They're Hello. saying hi. Hi, Inez. Hi. Hey, how's it going? I'm good. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. How old are you? Uh, 15. You are just You're a little bit, a few years older than uh, my kid. It's crazy how time goes. She she listens to the podcast. <laughs> really? <laughs> Some of it, not all of it, but yeah, it's okay. been pretty. It's been pretty funny. Some uh, of them. Yeah, real yeah. Funny. The funny. Rose, you filter out like some of the things. <laughs> <laughs> no worse than school. Yeah. Yeah, that's what your mom said. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. All right. Adios. Yeah. I know. I'm like, I need two hours alone. Oh, that's cool. All right. Um, that was fine. I'm going to check this audio and see if it sounds all right. And then okay. uh, we'll start again later. All right. At, at nine, right? Yes. Or nine. 11, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. All right, man. All right, later. Warning, the opinions expressed on this particular podcast are the opinions of the hosts and the guests alone. They do not represent the army, the police, or anything else. Simply our opinions, no one else's. Thank you and enjoy before I forget. All right, so five, four. That was not 30 seconds. Yeah, I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) Five, (laughs) three, (laughs) two, one. Good. God damn it. Five, four, (laughs) three, two, and go. Hello, everybody. Welcome to uh, our podcast here. Before I forget, I'm Tyree. This is Kevin. Hello. And our guest today is Rose. Hello. So, Rose, tell us a little (laughs) bit about yourself. Um, Okay, so I was a chemical specialist in the Army. Um, I joined, I signed up in 2001 November after 
Okay, so after nine eleven. Yeah. What uh? What made you sign up? Well, like in high school, we had those you know recruiters come to school, mm-hmm. and I remember that, and it stuck with me because you had these soldiers that were like guest speakers, and they were talking about their time in service, and it was like everybody in the class was oblivious. And oh, yeah. yeah, it was like, you know, to me, it was like, shit, this is going on. <laughs> and, I had, and I had like no idea. How, and, how old were you uh, around that time? Uh, my senior year, I was 18. Okay, so you were... Uh, 18, 19. <laughs> a child still. Oh, yeah. And then when Same. I graduated, my mom was like, you know, we're getting a new president. Don't join Wait it out. Let's see what's happening. And um, so I did. I went to community college, fine arts degree, you know, not really doing much. And then 9-11 happened. And I just felt like, you know, what am I doing? I'm not doing nothing. All right. It was fucking go time, right? Yeah. All right. And my mom, (laughs) she was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> but then, um, then we kind of like got in an argument. It was Thanksgiving Day, and she's like, "Maybe you should go to the army." So the very next business day, I was in there signing up. <laughs> it's like you ain't gotta fucking tell me twice, <laughs> just like that. And I don't think she was serious, but. <laughs> Now, like, after you joined and, like, you completed, the, like, basic in AIT and, like, even, let's say, even in uh, after active duty, like, your mom, was she, obviously your mom was proud of you, but, like, was she, like, that oh, was no, a good decision? She, oh, yeah. She was, like, even, you know, she, she, even after, you know, I told her, she threw me a party. She was, told me she was proud. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, it was just, like, that initial, like, you The know, initial shock of it. Yeah, and then nine eleven happened. Like she knows, you know, she's like, "You join now." <laughs> like, right. She. Um, it was. It was the right time. What do you? Yeah. It's like me and Kevin talked before, like uh, in one of the shows. Like a bunch of things happened for a bunch of different reasons. Yeah. You know, you miss that bus for you to end up at one place, someplace later on down the line. Yeah. Just something right. really weird. It's just a bunch of domino effect, butterfly type shit. Yeah. It and, is. And that's how it worked out. Yeah, yeah. man. Um, so that so so and you joined um and, and did you did you mean to go chemical? Mm, I don't really have a plan. I honestly didn't. I went to MEPS and they were like pretty much said mechanic or chemical. Yeah. And I was like, well, I know nothing about either of those, but <laughs> <laughs> Um, and to explain, so like for, in the army, we have Seaburn back in the day, it was called NBC, right? So, uh, nuclear, biological, and chemical, but now it's Seaburn. Oh, they okay. include, they include radiological, uh, chemical, yeah. biological, radiological, and then nuclear. Um, uh, but basically in the military, you know, you have all these, uh, these people that were, they're chemical specialists and it's their job to, I mean, shit, man, like anything from like decontamination after a chemical attack or recon uh, smoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so what did you do specifically? Hazmat. Um, so when I got to. Well, yeah, um, when I got to Germany, 
they put me in a decontamination uh, platoon. That's right. I remember that now, yeah. Yeah. So. <clears throat> um, That's off so the chain. Um, Question. Back, uh, back, hang on. Uh, back up a little bit, though. So, Rose, you're from, you're, uh, you're from California as well, right? Yes. Hesperia, the area. You're still in Hesperia? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm still in Hesperia. Are you still at the same house that me and Tyree stopped at and saw you on our yeah. way to Vegas? Yeah. My, yeah, my mom's house. Yep. I feel like I could probably remember how to get there. I've only been there once for like 20 minutes. Well, it's right off the freeway. Like the 15, yeah, right. <laughs> you're on your way to Vegas, you get off and boom, you're at my house. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. Tyree, what did you yeah. say? How was um, basic training for you? How, how did that go? Where, where were you at? I was at Fort Leonard Road, Missouri. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've never so. been to that place, but I hear horrible things about it. Yeah, I, I hate it. Hate it. Well, <laughs> is, is it really that bad? I went yes. in January. Mm. That's that's when we got there, so it was cold. Did you have snow? Yeah, we had snow, and we were out your... in the field, like freezing. Yeah, well, that was, <laughs> but that wasn't like your first time to see snow, though. Yeah. Oh no, I was born in Washington. You know. Oh yeah. So I lived in the snow for the first five years. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah, Fort Leonard Wood, though, that's a, that's a whole other place, man. Um, <laughs> Luckily, yeah. I don't know nothing about it, but, uh, you know, like I said, I always hear horrible shit about it. Like Fort Leonard, uh, what, what are they called? Lost in the Woods? Lost in the Woods, yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, wrong, it's, it's pretty scenery up there. It really is, but I just, I'm not a big fan of the base. I don't like, I don't like how it's set up and, uh, you know. But. I didn't see much of the basics. You know? <laughs> yeah, I was just, just going to say. Well, even AIT, you didn't get any kind of like uh, passes to go to the PX or anything? Well, yeah, I did. And then, you know, you got to go off for a weekend. So, mm-hmm. but that was just like, I think we had two two weekends that we were able to do that. <clears throat> yeah. Well, and I'd say going out in, in Waynesville and St. Robert, like St. Robert's, whatever it is, uh, you, you, you only need about one weekend. Uh, really, just one day to see everything that the both of those towns have to offer. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, everything in one one shot. <laughs> you can knock it out probably in like three hours, <clears throat> and that's including going to uh, Uranus Choc- Chocolate Factory, or Candy Factory, whatever whatever shit it is. I can't remember now. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. I don't think we made it that far out. It's right there by the interstate. Um, yeah, it's just like, and actually, it may not even existed back then because this was you said. Uh, so early 2002, right? This was 2002, yes. Yeah. So while you were freezing your ass off in Fort Leonard Wood, Tyree and I were, well, actually, I was freezing my ass off in Germany, and you were about to get to us because you got you, you came into it that field problem late, right? Yeah, I got to Germany, uh, January 2002. So, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, so. Rose, you started basic in January, and then when did you, do you remember when you completed AIT? I do. It was the Army birthday. <laughs> I don't remember the Army's birthday. Um, June 14th? Yep. Is it June or July? June, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's June. That's the only reason I remember. <laughs> yeah. It felt like a big celebration just for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How long, uh, how was the uh, the vacation back home until you split for Germany? Well, um, just to back up a little bit. Um, so my mom, she um, worked at the veterans home in Barstow. So she took care of a lot of the Vietnam vets and these older vets. And so, and she was really close to them. And once I joined, she shared that with them. And 
they told her, tell your daughter, no matter what, don't volunteer for anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so um, one of the things after basic and IT, they ask you, do you want to go to jump school? Like volunteer, you could do that. And at the time, I was like, you know, I want to get the most out of this experience. Mm-hmm. But then there was that voice, you know, my mom's voice. It's like, don't volunteer for anything. <laughs> so I was like, oh, okay, no, maybe that's not a good idea. Do you, you could have had a little bit of extra flair for your little uniform. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uniform, but... I don't regret it because, you know, at the time, I didn't know that I had the mass in my brain. Yeah. And, um, and with that elevation and jumping out, all that pressure I could have ruptured back then so and and we 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 haven't even got there yet but like um I know I wanted to I wanted to like just say that because it affected my memory so yeah certain things so after my home military time um in 2012 um I found out that I had uh it's called an arginovenous malformation and it's a cluster of veins and vessels that form they don't know how it forms or when it forms. Um, mine happened to be in the frontal lobe of my brain. So, um, and one day when I was 31, it ruptured. It was actually my mom's birthday. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And um, and so they rushed me down to uh, Loma Linda, the VA Loma Linda. And that was the fourth. On the 10th, I had the surgery. And after the surgery, I was like 10 second Tom in 51st States. <laughs> really? It was just like, yeah, reset. My mom would leave the room. She'd come back and, oh, you're here. I missed you. You know, she's really? like, Rose, I was just here. Yes. Crazy. Yeah, it was. And it took a while, but, you know, slowly, <sighs> like things would click. And um, I remember the doctor would come in, like, who's the president? What's the date? And I couldn't remember certain things, especially the date. The date would always get me. But I started to remember, oh, he's coming in to ask me these questions. And I remember he was coming in. I seen him. I looked at my mom. I was like, okay, what's the date? Who's the president? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's <laughs> <The> cheating. <laughs> Damn, man. <laughs> you know, so it, it, it's so, it's kind of crazy to think though, Rose. That like, so you you join the army and you don't know when those those clusters were there, right? That we don't know. They don't yeah. know when they formed. I so do. you join the army. You go yeah. through all that training. You do all that stuff. We deploy to Iraq. Yeah. Um, and then I mean, it was still years later after that where, you know what I mean? It's crazy. Yeah, it is. And yeah. to think that because I would feel so like looking back, I start to recognize certain things like clues that something was wrong. Like anytime I did cardio, um, I could feel like pressure in a very specific spot in my head, Mm. you know, and it was, that's why I was always like, you know, I couldn't max out PE because the running and this thing in my head. No, I'm just, (laughs) I had had short legs, so. (laughs) That's the, I was going to say, that's a good excuse to not get a 300 on your PT test. Shit, boy. I have no excuse. I'm sorry. Goddamn. <laughs> not, like, not like that anyway. Not like that, man. Shit. No, I had no. I mean, that's incredible that uh, I, that they figured it out. You know, I some people don't. They it. never. Yeah, they never figured out in some cases. 
Yeah, they say um, when it happened to me, like I said, I was 31. And they say usually it'll happen in your 20s. And that's when I was downrange. That's when I was in Iraq. Mm -hmm. So I was just thinking like, dude, if it happened back then, I'd be screwed. Mm, You know? And so, um, so it affected my memory. So like certain like names, I will forget names in it. You know, I listen to you guys talk. I listen to your podcasts and you guys just know these names and you remember it. And I'm just like, I wish I could remember these guys' names, the ones I served with, you know, yeah. like, and I'm just like, for the life of me, I can't. <laughs> I, I try to I, go back. I don't remember. Um, I mean, I don't remember a lot of the folks that, that were in your unit, but I mean, the only person I remember is Anne. Yeah, which is my best um, friend. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, in, in thinking about it, like all the times we hung out, I don't remember ever really hanging out with anybody from your unit. You either hung out with uh, me and the guys from my yeah. unit or, you know, you and Ann. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe, much. maybe you don't remember them because you just didn't hang out with them. I think that too. But no, even when I'm downrange, like, well, we'll get to this part, but um, I was like the first almost half of the deployment, a little bit all the way up till when I got promoted, I was in the talk with the, you know, first sergeants and captains and the sergeant major. I can't remember any of their names. Dang. And I, yeah. And I'm like, served that much time. Mm-hmm. And like, these guys were awesome. Like, you know. So to this so, day, you don't remember their names? No. And I try to go back, you know, I try to look them up or, and I'm like, especially like I knew it was coming on, I'm like, Okay, how do I find out their names so I don't like? Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't. Wow. Well, like, anybody they listening, man, if you know, you yeah, guys we're in the same unit. I'm like, oh, yeah. us up with that information. Tell us what you what, what unit were you with, Rose? Well, I was with 701st Main Support Battalion, 12th Chemical Company in Germany. Where in um, Germany? Kitzigen, Germany. Kitzigen. Yeah, love that. I love that little town. It was so cool. I That's where. Yeah. yeah, I know. <laughs> the, the Dracula's heart. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the, the cemetery. Yeah. Yeah, that was really cool. Oh, Sorry. that was the place where I got my tattoo. The yeah. jackass got me that tattoo, man. I tell you what, <laughs> it should be its own fucking show. Never get a tattoo from God with no tattoos. It ain't gonna work out for you. Bro. That happened I, to me too. I got my first tattoo there too. <laughs> the same oh. shop, the one around the corner from that cemetery. That's where Probably, I got my flames. Yeah. Motherfucker. <laughs> like, no lie, dude. Like, I don't know if you remember, but like the, the flames I have on my left arm. Yeah. On my right. left forearm. Mm-hmm. So when I first got them, it was by a German tattoo artist who did not have tattoos. Didn't see a single one on them. And, and I, you know, I, I chalked it up to language barrier. Um, but then I thought about it. I was like, well, this guy doesn't have tattoos either. So I'm sitting there trying to explain like what I want to him and it just doesn't work out. Like, I had to go back to another guy in Kids Again who was a German-American spoke English and he did mine and uh, fixed it. And then as soon as he was done, he was like, now you're a famer. Like, Come on. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, all right. Yeah, all right. <laughs> you did it. But uh, no, do, do you remember the story of uh, Dracula's heart there in Kitsigan? Uh, oh, no. no. So, <laughs> sorry. Um, there's a tower in the center of town, near the center of town. And, um, so all it is is like a tower, like a, a, uh, a tower made out of rock like you would find like a castle, right? And on the very top of this tower, there's a gold ball, um, like the top of a flagpole, right? And legend has it. <laughs> yeah. So the legend says that, there, that Dracula's heart 
is in this gold ball and if it should ever fall on his body or towards his body or near his body then dracula would be resurrected well what's crazy about that is the graveyard just across the street from it at approximately the same distance mm-hmm. as that tower is tall is a grave site that's like it's the only one in that cemetery that's uh, like sealed off with like iron cages yeah and, and locked um, mm-hmm. and um and you and like dude i'm t- like do you remember the art on it, Rose? Like, they were like, it was like. I have was, pictures of it, yeah. Do you really? Yeah. Send me those because I, I can't find, I, I used to have pictures, I can't find them. But it would be like, it was like this guy like floating in like th- this like know, like demonic place, but like <laughs> also like these little baby angels. Yeah. It was crazy. It was weird. <laughs> and um, the tower well, like leaned as well. Yeah. So the tower was actually leaning that direction. Um, it had these inverted crosses all over it. Um, yeah. as windows yeah pretty neat story that's some of that crazy ass <laughs> european <laughs> dracula type stuff that i ain't trying to mess with man i see, uh, i remember the story i remember seeing the uh the bomb he's like hey, every year it leans a little bit more I'm like yeah so you think by now be, man y'all just be hanging out around here just, just second. Any second, Dracula could just pop up out yeah. of wherever it is. <laughs> and y'all are just sitting here having your tea and crumpets or whatever. <laughs> no, <laughs> man. England, but <laughs> whatever. Uh, was... Croissants and uh, <laughs> whatever. Okay. <laughs> people listening, people listening, right now, pull up your phone and just Google Kitzigan, Dracula Grave. Kitzigan is spelled K I T Z I N G E N. Dracula grave. There's pictures on there. It yeah. is. It is crazy. Um, and you can also see that tower. But um, so, uh, Rose, yeah. you really enjoyed your time uh, in, in Kitzingen. Germany, like the country, beautiful. I thought it was beautiful, you know. And I, I absolutely loved Germany, but the military. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so, when I first got to Germany. I don't know. It's, I think I was home after AIT for like, what, two weeks? Yeah, probably that. Yeah, something like that. Um, and then I got to Germany. But I actually missed my flight. <laughs> to Germany? <laughs> yeah, because after AIT, I made them fly me into Vegas because I wanted to fly out of Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> which is a bad idea yeah. <laughs> so oh yeah the night before me my brother and my mom all go to vegas <laughs> <laughs> and we're at the club partying and my older brother ends up getting kicked out of the club Damn. and so yeah it was like the funniest story so then we go back to the hotel room and i was like oh shit i gotta leave in an hour <laughs> 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 so like grab my stuff grab my ticket head over to the airport running make my flight but then I had to and I think it was Texas or somewhere another state I had a connecting flight I had to get off and get up I didn't have my other ticket oh dang yeah I was like shoot so contacted whoever I had to contact spent the night in what is that the USO mm-hmm. that was good. yeah yep and the next day got on a different flight went to Germany <laughs> mm. 
Um, he went from party in Vegas to damn near missing the flight to missing the flight to landing in Germany. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good start. Yeah, hey, yeah, that's a hell of a start. <laughs> um, I so that's cool. that too. I uh, I kind of want to point out the um, uh, so the podcast is called Before I Forget, and like you mentioned earlier, um, uh, with the um, the the brain rupture, right? Um, that you did forget a lot of things. And so uh, I'm, I'm kind of wondering and slash hoping that like talking about the stuff with us and like having it on here will, will be a thing. Cause I mean, I kind of wonder like if, if, some, if some, yeah, like just yeah. listening to our stories. Is that even yes. Like yeah. Oh yeah. It made me like really think back and, and, you know, I have to say everything in chronological order, otherwise, yeah. you know, but yeah, it made me think back, like even hearing your guys' voices, <laughs> like I was just like, yeah, I'm just like a flashback, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Brings you right back. Yeah, yeah so, it does. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, every so time you, I hear Kevin's voice, I get nauseous, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nauseous. Like, oh, God. Yeah. 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 No, I hear you, man. The, I, every time I hear my voice, it's the same thing. Um, <laughs> so you got to Germany in um, basically July, around July 1st, July 4th of 02, right? Yeah. Around okay. that time. I yeah, don't remember the exact date, but yeah, around that time. Uh, yeah, I mean, I was just doing like, so if you graduated uh, AIT uh, June 14th and then two yeah. weeks probably back home for Lee, did you do hometown recruiting during that? I did. Yeah. yeah. So I got that extra week. Yeah. And he was really cool because he was like, you know, go home, enjoy your time. If I need you, I'll call you. And well, I cool. think he, yeah, yeah he, I think he called me one time because he wanted me to share my time in basic with the, another um, person that was thinking about joining. <laughs> so you got called up for one time. To, and yeah. And basically, it was cold and it sucks. Don't go camping. Cool. <laughs> have a good. Have a good one. <laughs> it could have backfired pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> no. So yeah, it was a good time. Was... Um, when you got there, so we were deployed to Kosovo at that time. We didn't come back till mid November, I believe. And um. What, was there anybody from Kitsigan that base there that was deployed to Kosovo as well? I can't I can't remember who all went on that. Um, I think so. I cause there was um there was like a group of people that ended up I knew they were somewhere, but I didn't really know them, you know. So mm-hmm. um and then they came back like months later or something like that. Yeah. So they're but, probably in Kosovo um, with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I sense. don't I don't even know his actual name which sucks (laughs) but one of the guys that would like always he was just crazy one of the crazy guys you know Mm -hmm. um we called him bamo but i have no idea what his real name is i i i remember that that yeah i was gonna say i remember that name too (laughs) he's he had this chicken (laughs) costume that he would dress up in like he was just crazy he was you know the coolest guy but he was you know yeah that life of the party guy yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so what, but what i was think the... he was out there because yeah. he came back later so what was life in germany like for you when you got there um both both in germany and then you know, like making friends all that stuff and yeah. also army was honestly when i first got there it sucked really um yeah, I got into second platoon, and my squad leader, you know, I was just, you know, just getting there, 
didn't know anything naive and my squad leader was a piece of shit yeah. you know to mm. put it to put it lightly <laughs> um <laughs> that's putting it lightly you, <laughs> you, you suck have, motherfucker <laughs> you have them in the military you know they're just those guys yeah and oh, yeah. and he was one of them he told me he wanted to take me to paris you know he's like oh he was one of those kind of dudes. yeah yeah and, easy motherfucker okay Dang. like beyond and so i was having a really hard time i didn't know anybody you know what do i say you know He's a, he was an E6, I think. Mm. I know, you know, he was, um, so I just didn't know how to deal with that. And there were times where he would come in the middle of the night banging on my barracks door. Jeez. Telling me to let him in. And I wouldn't, I was like, if you need to come in, go, go get CQ because I'm not opening my door. It's the smart thing to say and do. Yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, smart. And I remember I was uh, also doing the driving driver's ed or driving training for to get your European driver's license. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, the military one and like the Germany license. Mm-hmm. And do you remember that that was like a hundred questions? It was mm-hmm. a long time. <laughs> and then you could only miss like three. Yeah, no, it was insane. Like yeah, it was insane. <laughs> But, you know, it, that pales in comparison to, like, what the Germans have to go through. Because it's, like, a year long of studying and, like, classes and driving and stuff. I think they have to pay, like, 2,000 euro uh, yeah. just to get their license. Whereas, like, we just show up, take this 100-question test. And we're bitching about that because, like, my driving test when I got my license when I was 16 was, like, 30 questions. And you yeah. could miss, you could miss yeah. 29 of them. Like, hey, you're probably fine. <laughs> It's Arkansas, yeah. man. Have at it. <laughs> well, I'm over here studying for this, and he kept telling me, like, um, you're coming because he lived off base. He was like, you're going to come to my house and study. And I was like, no, I'm not. Like, I didn't care. I was just like, no, I'm not. And I would like, he's like, yes, you are. If you fail, you're coming. I was like, I'm not. Like, I study better alone. And I was just like, I better not fucking fail this. <laughs> yeah, right. And Jeez. I just didn't know how to deal with it. Like, I was, you know, one, didn't know how to talk about emotions. You know, I grew up with two brothers, you know, so it's like nothing about talking about your feelings. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I just internalized it and I really started to drink. That's when I really, you know, yeah. started to drink a lot more than I ever did. Pick up and, coping mechanisms. Yeah. And um, still didn't really, you know, know anybody or have any real friends, you know. And one day I remember um, I was, I called home and I was talking to my mom and I was like, you know, drinking and she's on the phone with me and she even heard him. That night, he ended up coming, banging on the my door, and I was telling him, like, go away, leave me alone, and my mom was on the phone, and she could hear, and she's like, I'm not leaving the phone. It's got to be terrifying, man. Oh, yeah. yeah, and I remember, you know, 6 o'clock rolls around, and I have to go to PT formation, and I am 
you could smell the alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I go out there and there's the assistant squad leader who's an E5. And I see him. And he comes over and I just went off. I was like, fuck this. This is not the fucking army I thought I was joining. And he could have easily have right then and there taken me to the company or MP station, had mm -hmm. me take a breathalyzer, and I would have been done for. Yeah. But he was also being with another female soldier, <laughs> lower enlisted. You know, like you see all this. Wow, it was a dirty shit. Well, you yeah. know what? We're infantry dudes. We ain't, we're not around that yeah. kind of stuff specifically. Yeah, it, we're always just... hearing about somebody's wife doing something wild or some crazy yeah, stuff right. like that, which I would never, you know, I don't know nothing about that. But yeah, you know, but, it, it's just uh, it's crazy. Yeah, <clears throat> and I think that you know, I think that saved me because he knew he was in the wrong. So instead of doing that, he goes, "Go to your room, take a shower, and be at the company at nine o'clock." Because mm -hmm. I just like I went off like you could tell like I just couldn't. You know, and so I did. And when I went back to the company at nine o'clock, they basically sent me to the chaplain. And they thought, like, I was going to hurt myself or something. Jeez. And so talking to the chaplain, telling him what was going on, he sent me to the psychiatrist. <clears throat> so... I'm talking to these people. I'm telling them what's going on. And nothing's really being done about the squad leader. You know, they're just telling me, go talk to this person. So it was good and it was bad, you know. Like, yeah, I was now being separated from the platoon, so I had to go see a psychiatrist. Telling the psychiatrist what's going on. What mm -hmm. can I do? And she basically said like well you can get out if you can't adjust to the military life what the fuck man, man I would have on put a, the table like, okay. on on a 5150 mm. like not even just like regular whatever no I had to claim that I was mentally unstable to get out and I was Jeez, just like man. I was just like no, like that's on my DD two fourteen. That's permanent. Like, no, I didn't do all this just so that this, you know, piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. And so I was like, no, I just have to stick it out. So, um, they were actually the company was actually going um, field training, and so it was like super cold. You know, we were already there you know, months. So it was like winter time. And the psychiatrist was like, well, I'm going to have it so that you don't have to go to that. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I don't want to go anyway. And so while the company was out there, you know, I was stayed back did whatever around the company office. Yeah. And, um, and when they did come back, you know, they were all pissed because, like, their heaters didn't work out there. So they were, like, all bitching and moaning about the training. And oh, yeah. <clears throat> so he came back and put me on 
every shit detail, extra duty, it came our way. He was like, Contreras, go. And I remember too, um, which turned out to be a good thing, uh, like a they each platoon had to send a soldier um, to go to what is it the box mm-hmm. like Grafenbeer or something like that yeah Grafenbeer and Hohenfels mm-hmm. yeah um, and we were tasked to I really didn't know until I got there we had to be drivers for um, like I was drivers for the Spaniard soldiers that came to cross train with us. <laughs> And those guys were cool. Like, they were really cool. I think there was, like, five, about five of them. And um, I was just glad to be away from the platoon. Yeah. Like, okay. I was I was in the box for a month. And I didn't mind. Wow. Yeah. That's really oh. fucking terrible that you would have to go through that. Coming into the Army. Off the oh, off the bat, yeah. With my first experience, yeah. And um, hmm. I would like to, I would like to say that that has changed in the army, but it hasn't. I know new, uh, several female soldiers, like through their even their initial entry training, like through AIT and stuff, who <clears throat> went through similar cases or worse. Right, were yeah. actually, you know, sexually harassed or assaulted, and <clears throat> in, instead of proper punishment on the assaulter the victim was just completely removed um from the scenario uh and in some cases even just removed from the army for similar reasons um saying that they were not uh uh, mentally fit yeah i got labeled a bad soldier yeah that shit is still happening today like you uh, don't understand what the hell happens to the mind when you have the body's conquered by somebody else, you know, yeah. without permission. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. And, uh, and personally, just how- I, I've never, you know, I'm in the army, I've never dealt with that kind of thing. But really thinking about the lifestyle I was living at that point and what you were doing with at the exact, at the exact mm-hmm. same time is it's eye-opening, man. Yeah, you got to think like the worst thing guys... that we had to deal with was like getting smoked or, you know what I'm saying, like getting too drunk and going to formation and getting in trouble or getting beat up somewhere. But like all of that pales in comparison to you know yeah, I mean? the guy who's in charge is supposed to be looking out for me, trying to pull some wild shit. Yeah. And, and I'm sure guys... that's just like not even a special. I'm sure that happens a lot. Yeah. Not an isolated case. Yeah. And I, th- I don't know if that's like because you guys are an all-male unit, you guys are more like brothers, so you don't have to deal with that. So, um... No, I'm saying, we get that. I mean, it's just fucking crazy yeah. that that is that is what's going on with somebody I directly knew, because, again, yeah. at that time, all I knew was my army friends, and I didn't know, like... I mean, I, I might have met you at this point. Yes. No. 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 Yeah, y'all okay. didn't meet until no. probably February uh, of the next year, two thousand three. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, it shows what I remember. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when I was in the box with these Spaniards, this is like the first time I ever felt like 
like embarrassed that I didn't know Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so because, hang on, hang on, uh-huh. Rose, because yes. I want to, I want to, <laughs> the first, the first time I met we're, you. No, no, we're not there yet. We are not. No, I know. Okay. I have to say All it right. in chronological order, but yes, well, I do want to <laughs> I do want to point this out, right? So you, your name is, you know, Rose Contreras, right? Rosa you, Contreras. Yeah, <laughs> right. And so <clears throat> the first time Rose and I met, we were at the labyrinth in Würzburg and we started talking and I asked her name and she is <laughs> loud in there. She leans in close to my ear and she says her name with the accent. And I'm like, I'm a sucker for accents. And, <laughs> and, Come to find out, she was tricking me. She was putting she, it on thick. <laughs> she, she didn't know. She didn't know Spanish. <laughs> and as soon as she got them digits in her head, she was like, "All right." Yep. She was like, "Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, I did yeah. it." Yeah. <laughs> God. That was not intentional. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. You knew your game. You knew your okay. game. Yeah, we'll play. We'll, we'll play too. Yeah. You picked that up from the the Spaniards. They're like, listen, <laughs> your name is, uh, you know. Yeah, Rose- that's what the first thing they seen on my uniform, Contreras. And they, they were like, just... they were like, once I seen that, they're like, oh, beautiful Spanish name, the Spaniard, <laughs> you know. And they're like, I was like, oh my gosh, I just felt like I just felt like so small. Like the first time, I was just like, you know, and I had to be like. No, I don't speak Spanish. They were like, "What?" Like they yeah. looked at me. <laughs> Probably the same like, look I gave you. Yeah. <laughs> the treachery. I yeah. know, man. God, Rose got me. Yeah. No, but the, honestly, like I had fun in the box that whole month. I mean, I did get chewed out once because I didn't salute an officer. <laughs> and I'm like, we're in the box. Isn't this training for being out? Like in the field yeah. like i didn't know you still salute out in the field so I was so that's excited. uh we had uh we had a thing developed <clears throat> um i think it kind of first started when we were in kosovo um and then a little bit in iraq so you're in these like no salute zones <clears throat> right because yeah. we don't know where bad guys are and what kind of right you know weaponry they have and i think and actually i think this comes from a movie but like occasionally you would find those officers generally young lieutenants that demanded they be saluted and so and i believe it was uh love uh who started doing it but he would just salute and say sniper check sir (laughs) and uh kind of puts it into perspective as to why you you have no salute zones but you know obviously in the in the you know in the box and hohenfels you know like probably no real snipers out there but (laughs) you know training is training right training is your fight so Yeah. yeah so that's my first experience with being like chewed out, chewed out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you, uh, you know what? Somebody who would strike me as somebody who would chew people out like that, an officer. And yeah. I literally wouldn't name names normally, but I am now. Uh, Captain Ocasio. He seems like oh, the yeah. kind of dude that would be like, oh, yeah. You didn't, you didn't salute me. I'll butt hurt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> If he, if he hears it, well, you know, and I, I'm not going to say that. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Save that one for well, rainy day. Well, you know, listen, by this point, man, because I think we've talked about a couple of scenarios with him um, in previous episodes. And so if he is, if he does listen to this, he should by now know how we felt about him that year. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, absolutely, I have to say thank you to Captain Ocasio for not taking us to Iraq. Yes. And thank you, Captain Rockefeller, for being our, you know, saving commander and just an all-around badass dude. But anyway, they're not talk- we're not talking about them. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> yeah. So after, after the, uh, the, the month in the box with the Spaniards and them being all upset that you don't speak Spanish, even though yeah. you're a Contreras. <laughs> and, you know, you're, you're, you're a tiny little Hispanic lady. Right. I was, yeah, I was the most I maxed out throughout my whole military career was 117. Yeah. That was so, my max. So tiny. And <laughs> how tall are you? Like 5'2, right? I'm 5'1. Oh, so I was giving you an inch. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take it. In army boots, you're 5'2. <laughs> and how tall are you? 6'2. Yeah, so that was a good mix. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so how um, did you uh, see over the steering wheel? <laughs> and i was the driver like yeah I, yeah now i'm thinking about it now uh i've been driven by you once or twice you're a good driver but how did you see over the wheel you're a tiny person i was one of those people that scoot the chair all the way up to the steering wheel yeah. so that when the airbag goes off it just blows your damn head off yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's that or you know just don't be able to see yeah. All right. Well, you figured it out. Yay! You got it. <laughs> you did it. Um. So after that month of the Spaniards, you go back to Kits again, back to your unit, and all that stuff. About when, do you remember about when that was? What time frame? Uh, no. See, yeah. that's where the memory thing. Like, gotcha. I know it happened this way. I just don't remember. Do you remember like, what rank you were with this when you were with the Spaniards? Oh no, I was a private. Like E one, E two. Yeah. And while I was with second platoon, they did nothing to try to promote me. They did nothing to like, well, especially the squad leader, he did nothing to try to like mold me into the soldier mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. Um, and so it was just a really bad experience when I first came in. And uh, I don't remember like much of because I think like I'm not exactly sure even when we got our orders saying we were going to go to um, Iraq Turkey oh yeah okay because it was it was supposed to be like Turkey we're going to go into Turkey instead Mm of uh, what was it Kuwait instead right um, so we had to build these boxes to put stuff in out in the motor pool freezing cold and i'm out there because you know this is the shit detail that while other people are being rotated i'm out there all day you know and so you know stuff like that i remember but again i'm not sure on what the time frame was at well if it was cold it was winter yeah (laughs) yeah but yeah (laughs) so um all right then so and then, so 2003 rolls around, and I don't know if yeah. it was in, in previous episodes, but for us, 2003, like, we definitely knew that we were deploying the next year. We just didn't know exactly when, you know, yeah. that year or the next year. And yeah. we talk about how 2003 was kind of a, a kind of a wild year for us, um, you know, with all the things that we were doing. That's, so that's when, that's when you and I met, it was in, you said, February 03. Yes, February yeah. But I think... Um, so during, hold on, before we meet, <laughs> during that time after, like, um, we got, 
I think, you know, we're hearing that we're going to Turkey, we're getting ready. And um, what's it called when you send a platoon, um, like they're going ahead of the company, like they're getting deployed? Advon. Yeah. So mm -hmm. there was a platoon, fourth platoon, that was assigned to do that. They were getting ready to go do that. Um, but they weren't like a complete platoon. So they were cross-training with other platoons. And when they were done, like, you know, they came with us and we were training with them. And when we were done training, they asked for any volunteers to join their platoon to go deploy ahead of everybody else. Okay. And there was my mom's voice again. Saying, don't, vo <laughs> don't volunteer for anything. And for a split second, I just was like, I'm sorry, mom, but I need to get out of this platoon. <laughs> best decision of my military career. Hands down, that decision, best of my military career. Yeah. Volunteer immediately, put my hand up, got out of that platoon. Wow. And it was like still, you know, because it wasn't like, oh, that second I'm in fourth platoon. Like it took a week for me to, you know, get yeah, transitioned. Yeah. yeah. And I remember seeing my squad leader go up to fourth platoon, platoon sergeant. And I was just like, you know, this piece of shit is just talking shit about me. I knew it. And I was just like, just so mad. I just had this rage, you know, I was getting so angry. And um, as soon as the first day I was with fourth platoon um, and my platoon sergeant, Sergeant Moore, I love that guy. Give my life for that guy. He told me, I don't care about anything that's happened. You show me who you are, your character from this point on. Nice. And joining that, that was, his platoon was like what I thought the military was going to be. Like, you know, <clears throat> just everybody, you know, I got promoted. He told me what I had to do. And by the time that we left to Iraq, I was a specialist. <clears throat> yeah, you. Uh, I remember you. You were doing a ton of like correspondence courses and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Trying to trying to get promoted to trying to get to to your E five. That's right. I remember you being a specialist, and I'm like, wow, she got she ranked up really quick. Yeah. No, no, no. I actually thought that you were in the army longer than us because you had ranked up so quickly. And I'm older. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. I didn't want to go there, but. <laughs> Not by I much. Not I didn't by look much. it. I didn't look it. I was this tiny little thing. Still probably like 16. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, that was best decision of my military career. Um that's and, awesome though, man. So like that's that shit that's good to hear, man. And, and it's yeah. it's it's NCOs uh likes are more yes. that the army needs more of because I mean, because you gotta think, man, who, whoever you were. Even if you were a shitbag soldier in one platoon, when you change over and you have new leadership, that's a new opportunity for yeah. you to show, okay, like, no, I, I can be right. And so sorry, more taking, taking that route and being like, look, man, I don't care what people say about you. Show me who you are. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's just, that's just, that's how it should be. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so that's about, because I remember being in floor platoon when we met. Mm -hmm. So February 
when we met, I was already in fourth, fourth platoon. All right. So, so yeah. hold on a sec. We're, we're going to take a quick little break uh-huh. uh, and come right back and get into when you guys met and all that kind of cool guy stuff. That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll be right back on before I forget. Before I forget, here with Kevin and Rose. Rose will be on here in a second. But that's pretty interesting, man. Learning about the uh, her her brain injury. Yeah, damn man, I had that no was clue. Uh, I had no clue. <clears throat> I didn't find out about it until um, sometime later. You know, like you know, she and I have been in in and out of contact uh, over the years. But uh, but yeah, pretty wild, man. Yeah, and on top of that, dealing with all the wild. Just- sexual craziness uh, harassment going on in her platoon. Yeah, that's a whole other mess, man. <clears throat> That'll uh, make you not even want to want to uh, deal with it, man. I'll tell you uh, what, I man. I understand it, why people would not want to hang out and uh, stick around for that kind of shit and take that uh, yeah. medical, medical <clears throat> way out. Dude, if I, if I had a daughter, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would strongly uh, you know, advise against joining the, the military. Ah oh, man, that's the thing though. Like, w- you have to give them the, uh, you know, the the opportunity to make their own choice when it comes to that. You Not might, true. You, true. You might at some point raise a strong little girl that's like all about that shit. No, no, no. True. I mean, that's also what I like going through out there. You know, <laughs> growing up, they would definitely be in jujitsu. <laughs> <laughs> at the very least, learn how to gouge an eye out. Hell yeah, man. But that that sucks that she had to go through that, and yeah. uh, you know I'm, I'm glad that she's not here right now. We can kind of talk about it. That's uh, man, that's out of yeah. control. Like I'm I'm bummed out that she had to fucking deal with that. I really am. Yeah, and you think, man, like that that's the reality for a lot of of women in the military. I mean, some males too, for sure, but mostly a lot of oh, a lot okay. of women in the military. I'm here. Rose, you Sorry. made it. I know. Took me a second. Welcome <laughs> back. All right, so we're going to pick right back into it. Uh, well, so February were... 2003. Yes. <laughs> I remember that year. Yes. So now I had made a friend. <laughs> yeah. Well, one friend. <laughs> and her name was Anne. Yeah, she was my best friend, battle buddy, tall as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when she introduced me to... The labyrinth in Würzburg. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah, we used to go there all the time. Like we were um so for us, you know, to get to, to Würzburg, it was, you know, a, a a a taxi to the train station and then ride the train station down to Würzburg. And I think the last train would drop you off at like nine PM. And then the first train to get back to Schweinfurt was like at like five or six in the morning. So we knew that if we were going to the labyrinth, we were going to be there until six in the morning yeah. <laughs> from nine at night. So we were definitely closing down the bar. We we're opening the and closing down the club. It was, yeah. uh, oh yeah. my God, that sounds like a fucking nightmare. Dude. <laughs> no, man, it was, I mean, no, it was good. <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. Uh, yeah. I mean, we were drinking at the time we were drinking, like I was drinking like double Jaeger Red Bull or, 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 uh, you know, a uh, double, uh, uh, double vodka, Red Bull, or whatever. Uh, so a ton of Red Bull going into your system, man. You're 
you're wired. That's probably why I have like I don't have a caffeine sensitivity now. <laughs> how long? How long did it take you to get from Swinefort to Würzburg? Uh, it was about a, a thirty minute train ride. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think yeah. we were a lot closer because we just took a taxi over there and didn't take that long. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Well, you remember there was the one night that uh, the three of us were out in Würzburg and you drove us back. Um, yeah, but that not... had to be later because if yeah. I had a car, that was way later. Yeah, that was that was definitely way later. I, it was uh, shit, Tyree. Do you remember when that was? That was it was pre Iraq. Um, it had been like right towards the end of the uh, 2000. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, the end of 2003. Yeah, the end of 03, probably. Yeah, or beginning yeah. of 04, even. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's possible. But. Uh, yeah. Let's let's go back to when the night oh, we yeah. met. Chronological. Stay <laughs> yeah. stay in order. We can't jump around. Yeah. All right. But so the night we meet, I'm at, at the Wurzburg. bar. I'm yeah. at the bar, and Anne's on the dance floor. Of course. And I'm just you know my drink was Jack and Coke back then, so I'm just mm-hmm. having a drink. And this guy comes up to me and starts you know he sits next to me and starts talking to me. Short guy white guy not that that really matters but um, (laughs) right (laughs) but um and you know just talking about whatever and mainly like the music and I was just like "Uh uh-huh wasn't really like giving him too much attention and he's like yeah I really like tool like that's what I remember him saying because I was like oh Anne loves Tool. Like, that's her favorite oh. band, you know? <laughs> Do I know who this guy is? You should, because okay. he was there with you. Yeah. Because I, I remember is. you were like, you were like, you in the first episode, you were saying you didn't remember who you were with. Well, this is the guy you were with. Uh, yeah, Mez. And oh, okay. yes, now that you said his name. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> Jeff, yeah, he was obsessed with Anne. And, well, that first night, he was like, basically hitting on me and I was just like um you know so we went and we sat they had this like um little sitting area and we're over there and you were sitting next to Ann I was sitting next to this guy and he's trying to talk to me and I just mm-hmm. wasn't feeling it I was just looking at you <laughs> <laughs> oh man <laughs> so then we're like okay it's getting late we're gonna go and um he was like, well, why don't we meet up tomorrow night? Like, we'll be here. And it's like, okay. So me and Anne get in taxi. And I look at her. I was like, I'm not feeling this guy. Like, do you want to switch? <laughs> 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 and she was like, yeah, sure. So that's what ended up happening. The next day we go over there. And I just, she basically, you know, cock blocked him. And like. You know what's funny about that is uh, now I, I see so you're right. It was it was Mez, and um, and one thing that I remember uh, it, it may have been after that first night because uh, he was like, "So man, hey, uh, I think we had a chance at either one of them, man. Which one do you want?" And I was like, <laughs> "Guy," because if I if I remember right, like I I mean I may have been talking to Anne, but I don't I don't necessarily remember being into Anne. I just thought she was cool. Um, 
but I like, you know, I, I feel like I had my eyes on you. And so like, and I could, I feel like I can tell. And maybe I think Anne even might have told me like, yeah, I don't think she's into him. Like, yeah, I can see that. <laughs> um, so when he asked me that, I was like, come on, man. Fuck out of here. <laughs> you're just, you know, you're just here. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Yeah, it's such high hopes. Wait. So I know, man. But was he not married? Uh, at the time, I don't think so. No, I don't know. I really don't remember. Because um, um, later, I think I remember Anne telling me like she found out he was married. Oh. Or something like that. And well, so she was like pissed. That's, and I a, was, that's also a thing that happens in the army a lot. Yeah. So. so it could be. I don't know. That's, you know, my memory is not great, but that's kind of what. We got to compare pictures and, <laughs> and, and figure this out. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and it's really funny that you see that you describe him as a as a short guy, uh, being that you're five one, and, um, <laughs> and was he not short? Yes, no, he he is a very short dude. And what makes that even more funny is the fact that Anne was I mean, she was like five eight, five nine. Yeah, yes, she was yeah, tall, tall, blonde. Um, yeah, beautiful. Like yeah, right. <clears throat> And, and, and then, you know, him, you know, like a little, you know, like Matt, you know, looking like him, <laughs> I don't know if he listens, I'm not gonna say much, but you know, uh, hey, but, uh yeah, Mez so. was a fucking handsome dude. Okay. He's just short. That's all <laughs> just short. And he had a weird mustache <laughs> for a little while. He did. Yeah. But past that, he he's an all right, dude. All right, yeah. dude. All right, man. He's I just okay. wasn't right. feeling him. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, he just well, couldn't. He was too short to ride the ride. Yeah, when there's when there's a when there's a Johnson nearby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah. So yeah, you you treachery. You, you say your name in my ear yeah. uh, with the accent, and like immediately, I'm I'm sold. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh damn! All right then, like. My nipples got perky, hair stood up in the back of my neck, the whole nine. You know what I mean? I was like, okay. Um, and I, so you got to keep in mind, also, Rose. I mean, so I, I'm from small town Arkansas, and by this point, I mean I had a couple girlfriends when I was in high school, and I think I dated one or two chicks in Germany. Um, but like, I was fairly inexperienced at all the things when it comes to to relationships and and like how to you know, get hit on by chicks or even how to, how to, how to pick up one or all of yeah. that. So I had no fucking clue what the hell was going on. You know, I, I just ne- know that you said I your name in my ear got- and I was done. <laughs> well, I never had a boyfriend before you. You were oh, my really? first, you were my first boyfriend. You know? Well, oh, wow. Look at that. Look what you learned. No, I didn't, I didn't, I don't think I knew that. Um, yeah, I because uh, I I remember I don't think I knew that because I feel like I remember you being fairly experienced, um, fairly <laughs> in some capacities. Well, uh, you know, I wasn't innocent. I just never had a boyfriend. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't mean just that, but I mean you know just the whole thing. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's no. that's I I don't think, I don't guess I ever knew that. No, <laughs> never. I mean, I had two brothers. An older one and younger one. My older brother. And you didn't date either one of them, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> but my older brother, <laughs> he was, you know, started off wrestling, went from wrestling to boxing to kickboxing to jujitsu to grappling and even did cage fighting. Like mm-hmm. he would, 
so like boys just didn't call me. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, high school was just, I was always the third will. Everybody knew my brother. <laughs> so it was like nothing ever happened. And then, yeah. So I was the only girl. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I can see that causing uh, problems in the, in the dating scene. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Especially when you got brothers like that. Yeah. But um, so yeah, you were my first boyfriend. Um mm-hmm. but I was not a virgin. I'm not saying that. So. No. <laughs> yeah. you, you heard it here, folks. Yeah. <laughs> On the record. Um yeah, and so and and we dated for pretty much all of uh two thousand three. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then did some exploring in Germany. Yeah, that um, was fun. And uh, we went to the Netherlands, and uh, that was a pretty fun trip. You know, I think one of the the, the one thing, uh, well, I remember a lot of things about that trip, but like the, the one one of the things that I, I remember that I, I tell people about all the time is you remember that that little cathedral that we went into? Yes. Yeah, I, 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 I and it I was like it... it was in the middle of nowhere. It's like, yeah, you know. Just stores, 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 and they're all like cramped together. And then all of a sudden, modern this looking, beautiful cathedral, like mm-hmm. out of nowhere. These wooden doors, and you know, we were like, "Well, that's weird." And we go in, and as soon as the doors close, I remember all of the sound from yeah. like all the people walking by and shopping and all that stuff, just the dead silence. Yeah. And the yeah. lady standing there at the podium was like, Shh, and she was you know, whispering, and and we're reading the sign that said like this it was built in like the 1300s or the 13th century, whenever it was, I wish I remember what it was called. Cause I would look it up again. I, I had something to do with the canary, but I don't remember. Um, but everything in there was made out of wood. <clears throat> like yeah. the, obviously like the pews, the floors, wooden planks, the, even the altar was carved. So out of wood. intricate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. It was crazy. I, I, I couldn't tell you how long we sat there, but um, not that long. <clears throat> I don't think it was that long actually. No, I mean, it probably wasn't, but like with the silence and everything, it, it just felt like it was just a yeah, long because time. We were Americans, so we were loud and they asked us to leave. I think that's what yeah, happened. Probably. <laughs> and uh, they, they kicked but you it, all out. The fucking the <laughs> damn Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. Harry Potter. I mean, uh, whatever Shire, they booted you out of it. Yeah. yeah. But it's, I remember as soon as we walked out, though, like all the noise from everything just came right back. And it was actually kind of unnerving. It was like, oh, my God, this is a lot. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember and- there was this square area or this courtyard mm-hmm. or something like that with all these street performers, too. Yeah. 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 Um, well, and so one that we have a picture of, uh, it's actually one of the, my favorite pictures of you is the one where you're standing next to a, a person dressed as death. Yeah, he's like hovering over me. <laughs> yeah, I remember again, that picture. <laughs> yeah, so here's little Rose five one, and this guy's standing up on something, and he's like the he's dressed like you no, know, like the classical depiction of of death. He's got a little um, the, what's that blade thing, like a scythe or whatever it is, and he's just standing there and he's just looking like death. And Rose is just like, <gasps> you know what I mean? yeah, I'm just like smiling <laughs> right there, like yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I have that computer somewhere on my. I'm that, that picture yeah. on my I think it's on my computer somewhere. I have that um, picture. I took a picture with the clown too. Like this. Yeah. Really scary. I was like 
scared to be next to the clown. <laughs> right. And then the clowns are scary. There was uh I remember three drummers were set up and they were playing along. Um I don't even know if they knew each other. I think they just all like were set up near each other and just just going to town. Yeah. Uh really cool experience though. Like um Amsterdam was really neat to see. Um we, were, <clears throat> even we went to the the torture museum. Oh yeah. Yeah, that, that was, was a wild time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Seeing all those medieval yeah. torture devices was just like crazy. Oh no. Like I Oh remember, yeah, they were pretty sick back then, right? Yeah. Hell yeah, man. And like as Rose and I are going through, like we're looking at each like each uh display and we're reading it and we're like, what the fuck yeah. was wrong with people? <laughs> this is insanity. Yeah. <clears throat> like, do you have to be completely sadistic to yes. to, to think of to do this to somebody and then to do it to somebody and here you are punishing somebody right like you're punishing a person for being a heretic or for being you know um extra friendly towards men do you know what i mean and like you're you're punishing them for that with this thing that you invented which means you're fucked up like i mean it's just it's insanity it's it's crazy but amsterdam was an absolutely beautiful town because like everywhere you went was you know mostly cobblestone um, and it was like originally laid cobblestone. I mean, so obviously some of some parts of it were you know repaired here and there. Um, just a really, really, really pretty town. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> we got offered crack. Uh, <laughs> okay, sweet, cool. Yeah. yeah, we walked out of a we walked out of the hotel we were staying at, and this guy walks by <laughs> and said something, and like yeah, I and he tries that. to like he tries to force something into Rose's hand, and this this other like I think he was like British dude worked at a shop nearby, like pops out. And starts yelling at us, like calling us like dirty Americans or some shit. <laughs> and remember that guy with the blonde dreads? Like, whoa, whoa, whoa no, no, no. Well, we, I have no right. idea what it is. Yeah, yeah. Come, like, come to find out, like it was crack. We're like, what the shit? Yeah. Oh man, he but, tried yeah. to get you. He tried I to get you. I think we hooked. just we just spent like one or two days there or something like that. Yeah, I think it was two nights. I yeah, I think I think, but um, and I was actually really surprised at how short of a drive it was. It was only yeah, six we hours stated that. There. What is it? The hostel? Is that what they're called? Was that a hostel? I think so. It we, had to but we, had, we, we did have our own room and a bathroom connected to it. So we didn't have to like yeah. share anything. But you remember, so the, the shower was uh, in a closet more or less. That had like a, yeah. like, you know what I mean? And like all the chairs in the room were like mismatching like plastic lawn chairs. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> how clean is this mattress? <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. There's no telling, man. It's, it's, it's probably still in use, you know, 17 years later, 18 man, years later. Man, I'm sedity. I go sleep in the car. I can't do this. Yeah. We, we, we rented a car for that. We had a, a Mercedes SUV. Oh, um, and y'all were sleeping in a fucking uh, closet? Uh, well, the, yeah, more or less. Yeah. I mean, this, it was a, it was a, like a, a full size bed, I think, and um, that I I mostly took up right because I'm yeah so much larger than roses, and <laughs> and the the bed took up most of the room, right? So there was maybe two feet on all sides of the bed. <laughs> yeah, super tiny, but I mean it's, it was still a cool experience though. Like I yeah, would definitely it recommend was. it to anybody. Yeah, it was. It was really nice. <clears throat> um, yeah, no, and uh, geez. Um, man, there's something else about it I can't remember. Bro. 
No, we didn't go. Uh, I was going to say, uh, we, I think we talked about going to see the, the red light district, but we never made it down there. No, um, I think we, dude, it's, it's a filthy place. Yeah. <laughs> well, full of disease. We, yeah. Cause we didn't want to go and like, you know, participate. We, we're, we're just yeah. going to do, we're just going to window shop. You got you a whole <laughs> window shop. You got a whole like rose back when it comes to the red light district. You got to you know, Rose, come on. You gotta yeah. Get out of here. yeah she, she's like, Hey Kevin, like uh, Christmas is coming up. <laughs> and I want this one. I'm like it's not going to happen. <laughs> But no, um, we definitely did. Uh, I think I think that's. I mean that uh, that that spring and that summer, man. It was it was pretty. Fun. It was um, it was. And because uh, I, I know, like Tyree, like you know, you and I and, and all of our dudes, like we were definitely out, you know, getting crazy and doing dumb shit. But like, and then like me and Rosa, we'd be out and we would sometimes go do crazy things. But like mostly, we were just kind of like enjoying each other's company, you know, yeah. enjoying each other's time and like trying to see, you know as much as Germany as we could while staying yeah. somewhat local. I think that's mm-hmm. the only trip that we, that we actually really took that was far away. I yeah. Mean, I think we drove around the area more than anything back when you, cause you had a, you had a black neon, right? Was it yeah. Neon? That, I think I got that like towards the end of 2003. Yeah. I bought a, a neon out there. <clears throat> no, it was definitely. Um, cause I remember, Oh man, it had to have been um, the summer of '03. Oh really? Yeah, because because I remember. So I would drive it sometimes. Oh yeah, and, I would uh, go all the way over to Swineford and pick you up mm-hmm. in it. Yeah, I was. Yeah, speed which racing was, all the way over there. <laughs> <laughs> which was which was pretty standard, right? For any 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 girls that I ever dated, they had always had to come pick me up in their cars because I wasn't allowed <laughs> to drive anywhere. My parents didn't trust me enough to be like, "No, Kevin, you can't be driving places because you don't pay attention to anything." So you know, like I'm in Schweinfurt and Roses and Kits again, which was about a thirty thirty five minute drive, and I'd be like, Rose, can you come get me? Yeah, it seemed like <laughs> forever though. It seemed longer yeah. than that, but yeah, I guess. Yeah, it was about that. I don't, I don't remember. I mean, I only drove it a handful of times. I know you drove it a lot more than I yeah. did. Yeah, um, she's out there <laughs> filling up that tank too. Well, you know, not on the German, on, not on the economy. Oh, that's right. Not. We we pick up the gas from the eighties or whatever. Yeah, well, that or you can go to the you you used to be able to go to the PX and get rations, so that yeah. you could you could get gas for U.S. dollars or whatever it was. Because gas at the time, this is this is insane to me, and I knew it was a lot then, but like, it's 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 crazy to think about now. But gas at the time in Germany was like four or five euros a liter. And, you know, at the time, it was a one-for-one one exchange. So you're talking like $5 a liter. Well, a gallon has like one or two, yeah. two liters, two and a half liters, something like that, one and a half liters. <clears throat> it's in, it, so it was – so for a gallon of gas, I mean, you're paying a lot. Yeah, that was – it was either that or alcohol. <laughs> right, right. And, and we had our share of that as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, fuck yeah, man. So, like yeah, – so as far as – like, as far as like oh three, like what is your what is your most memorable moment of that whole year, and 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 why did, was it something that d- uh, deals with me? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But like seriously, like what is what is your favorite memory from from oh three? From oh three. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't. <laughs> 
we actually also went to um what is it called an improv an improv was that in amsterdam as well we went to an improv wasn't it what what what, what or maybe like that a, was some maybe, comedy I, type shit yeah i went I went after the deployment too, so maybe that's when I went to the improv because um, there was like a big boot improv. I think it was called the boot, maybe um, improv there, but because it was still in Amsterdam, maybe I'm getting those two times confused because I also went to the Van Gogh Museum. So, oh yeah, that wasn't yeah that wasn't. So oh. your favorite memory from 03 has, is was actually in 2004. <laughs> <laughs> actually 2005. 2005. Yeah. Yeah. No, I um I don't know. Like we did a lot of stuff. So just and mainly like hanging out in my barracks room. <laughs> true. No, that's absolutely true. Uh cuz you got to think like so I I was an E4 at the time. You were an E3 about to be E4 at the time. Yeah. And um, so, you know, young junior enlisted soldiers do not make a ton of money and you were making a car payment yeah. and I was buying cell phones left and right because I kept losing them or breaking them or <laughs> new skateboards. And in my, in my barracks, we actually had our own rooms. Um, right. Yeah. And we, we had to share uh, a, like a, a bathroom. Yeah, bathroom, and then on the other side would be another room that, yeah. you know. So I had so, my own room. So you I would come over ever... and we had privacy. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I don't I don't think you ever really, I mean, I don't think you ever stayed the night at our barracks. Well, maybe one time I think you stayed the night at my barracks. Yeah. Um, but that's because, at, and at that time I was living with, uh, when we first met, I was living with Mike in the room and somebody else, and then he <clears throat> got married, moved out, and then he got replaced with Curtis, and I think I was living with uh, Paget. That was him. <clears throat> that was uh, that was the guy that played the video games. Um, if you remember that one time, and um, and and uh, and then he got moved out, and I think I lived with Strand and Walker and Kurt. I think so. Was, at one point in time, there was like four people in that room, so definitely no privacy. Um, yeah. Whereas, yeah, your room, you know, was. Yeah, so you Still mainly small. came. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely came to Kid Skin a lot more than I ever went to. Yeah, and so you got to think for me to get to for me to get the kids again, I had to uh, from my barracks walk to the front gate, catch a taxi to the Bahnhof, ride the train to Würzburg, make an interchange to Kids Again, <laughs> and then take another taxi from the Kids Again Bahnhof to your barracks. <clears throat> Long, long trip. <laughs> Unless they <And>, drove you. <laughs> right. Well, at the beginning, Unless they picked you up. Yeah. yeah. So it was definitely a lot of a lot of me taking the train. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty fun. Yeah. As you should have. Well, right. For sure. It was the gentlemanly thing to do. Right. <laughs> yeah. Riding on the train with all the weirdos. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, uh, so Rose, who are now, now we've got orders to go to Iraq. Right, so now you know, like for a fact, we're going to Iraq, man. So what's what's going through your mind at that point? Um, you know, you always knew it was going to happen. You knew, yeah. you know, I knew because I joined after nine eleven. It's 
you know, what they drilled in us at basic in IT, like you're going, you know, so it wasn't like shock. It was just a matter of when. Mm-hmm. And so just, <clears throat> I remember they wanted me to go to the board before Iraq, mm-hmm. but I was like, I had no time to study for the board. The board is for promotions, folks. Yeah, sorry. Um, You're good. <laughs> and then, <laughs> uh, so I'm trying to study while we're getting ready for this deployment. Then I also took leave to come back to Cali, you know, to have time with my family before Iraq. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was supposed to be studying while I'm home, which did not happen. <laughs> <laughs> Never happens, man. <laughs> Nobody goes home from on leave and does anything army. I'm yeah. going to go home and do PT every day and keep up with my runtime. And yeah, God knows. <laughs> yeah. Never so, so when we get, when I get back, from leave I have to go to the promotional board and I bombed that so bad <laughs> like almost every other question was like I do not know the answer to that question <laughs> I awesome. was just, it was the most embarrassing thing like I felt like you know just a shame my first sergeant was right there and I was just like I'm so sorry <laughs> <laughs> I, am not, I am not representing very well but at the same time, I was like, there is just no time for this. And I felt like, you know, not knowing why, I always struggled with academics, you know, the memory and mm-hmm. retaining information. So now I know why there was this mass there. But so it was really a struggle there. But so, yeah, uh, what did we do? We get deployed in February of 2004. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. everything was. We all got on a big plane, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, I didn't drive over there. <laughs> no, well, we all, <laughs> we all got on. We got on buses. I remember leaving that night, and you know, the soldiers that had wives and families in Germany. I remember seeing them all there, and just like, wow, you know, this is it, mm-hmm. and we're getting on that bus to go to the airport and I don't remember where in Germany the airport was but uh, getting on a plane maybe yeah yeah I think Mike was saying it was uh, we flew out of Frankfurt yeah just being crammed on that plane with our M16 and all of our shit yeah Yeah. did we go over there on a commercial flight not like like a regular airplane yeah. yeah, no, we, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we had to like line up all the guns, pointing towards the cockpit, and it was kind of weird to me. Like, yeah, <laughs> hey, was, you guys, line up all your weapons. It was all your weapons. surreal. Yeah, it I'm was like, just surreal. But this um, is this is crazy. Yeah, and I remember <laughs> you saying, um, "I had the saw." So <laughs> when I first got to fourth platoon, because I was the lowest ranking in the squad, yeah, my weapon was the what two four nine, and. But once um, Saucedo, my other battle buddy, when he came. Oh, Saucedo. Yeah, yeah. I've he, heard that name in a long time. I know. He lives here. He's in Kelly. Nice. Um, he, um, he was now the lower enlisted, so he got the saw. So I didn't have to carry that when we were in Iraq. 
But, so um, when you go to Iraq, you missed out. That's where the party was. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. That's yeah. That's where the party was. Well, she's got a saw story. Um, but like, so when you when well, you were we'll in Iraq, yeah, when you were in Iraq, um, you were at Fob Spiker, right? Uh-huh. No, see, see, when we flew out to Kuwait, um, and then we what was it like? Because the the camps out there, they were each like named by the cities. I think we're at Camp New York or something like that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And um, that's when we found out that our company, 12th Chem, was actually getting split in half. So half of the company was going to Fob Spiker, and then half the company was going to Fob Summerall, which um, was oh, even, yeah. yeah, it was even uh, more north of Fob Spiker. So Spiker was a bigger fob. It had like a Burger King on there. It had like a whole big <laughs> dining facility a contracted out. Like they had, you know, uh. like it was a bigger one. The fob I was on, like tiny, you know. Yeah. It was like, you know, we were doing our own laundry, like hand wash almost. We had these tiny little yeah. washing you have washboards. Oh, we just, okay. We- no, we had these wa- tiny things. It was like you could fit one uniform in there, and you had to like. <laughs> it was like so bad. Then you hang dry it, so it's like, what's the purpose of washing it when yeah. you hang drying it in the desert? I like, know it was still <laughs> windy and dusty. So you're just yeah. gonna be you're just washing the sweat out, but keeping the dirt in. Yeah, yeah. but we did. Um, we had to do that for a while when we, when we first got there. We had uh, we had washboards. Uh, like old school, like washboards yeah. and tubs. Mm-hmm. And then finally, this was, and I swear to God, this was the only amenity that we really had our whole deployment is finally we were able to ship our laundry off. Yeah, we got uh, that. Yeah, that the was end nice. Too. <clears throat> we actually that was got, nice. yeah. At the end, it was like a, we got a contracted laundry service so we could take our laundry over there. There were actual washing machines that they would. Um, do your laundry for you so but that was towards the end of that deployment <laughs> I mean I think, I think we got it like but, two or three months in but two when we did get deployed me and you had already broken up so we were not together anymore well I mean more. yes and no like we yeah weren't, we weren't not but we weren't weren't not right because I remember we saw she just clearly said that y'all are broken up so y'all well, well yes y'all when, were not because, together Okay, when we <laughs> left, when we left Germany, we were not together, but Yo, we Dunsky. we ended up seeing each other in Kuwait. You were yep. in line and you were bald. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah. was like, "What do you do?" <laughs> and but, then you saw um, my my big bald head, and you're like, oh, "I just can't not be with this guy." <laughs> I ended up actually asking Mike Sacedo. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I think it was like that night. I was like, "Hey, we have to go over to one two six, right? You guys are one two six. Yeah. And I was like, "He's like, why?" I go, "You have to go in there and and you know ask for Kevin Johnson, especially Johnson." And he's like, "Why?" I'm like, "Just do it." It's <laughs> like I can't go in there. I'm a female. Like you know, I'll get my ass chewed or something. So we oh, did all, that, all, or all the guys in there be like, "Huh?" Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So he it's does. been two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. fucking weirdos. So he does. I love that guy. He's you know, 
one of my best friends too. So, and he goes in the big tent and they say you're out on a Bradley, you know, pulling guard or something. Yeah, I was. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> he's such a trooper. So he goes with me and I can't, again, I'm like, I can't yell for him. Like they're going to know I'm a female. <laughs> so I'm telling Mike, you know, ask, for, you know, specialist Johnson. So we find you and you come down. And I still remember, like, we talked for a little bit, but I was like, I want to kiss. And yeah. that- <laughs> we had to take our helmets off. Like, yeah. We take our helmets off. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. And we made out. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, so that's where, like, the confusion comes in. Like, you know, okay, we, like, we weren't together, but we yeah. made out. So we started talking again type of thing. And we were writing and stuff when we were in Iraq. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that was really our only our only way to, you know, for correspondence. Um, yeah. It's not like you, I mean, you think now people, well, not now, right? Because the, the war is quote unquote over. But, um, <clears throat> you know, the last like five, five to eight years or so, or even more, like soldiers have been able to deploy with their cell phones and have signal. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great. That's yeah. My, crazy. My, my buddy, when he deployed, um, he deployed to a place in Iraq um, near a border. And uh, when he first got there, my first correspondence was him that he sends me a Snapchat. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what? No, bro. Like, write me a letter like, like we used to do. Well, I thought like the whole, um, because even when we were downrange, if something happened, mm-hmm. the whole base got like. Blackout. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how could that even be a yeah, thing if you have a cell phone? I don't know. I don't know if they like, you know. You know, close the circuit or whatever, shut off the towers. I have no yeah. idea. I really don't know. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember, you know, that would happen so that nobody, <clears throat> you know, got wind of something before yeah. they, mm-hmm. the family was notified or stuff like that. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> so, uh, so we made out in Kuwait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which then, Kuwait was crazy to me. Like, you know, it wasn't crazy, like, anything happening but the sandstorms there yeah like that was crazy i remember driving the five tons and our humvees um to from you know where they got dropped off picking them up and driving them all the way back to the camps Mm -hmm. and you know like am i behind the truck still like i can't even see because all the dust that was being kicked up but we made it, and I remember there was a rope that we had to hold on to during a sandstorm to make it from our tents <laughs> to the dining facility. Yeah. You couldn't even see in front of you. You get lost. Like, that was crazy. Yeah. I thought that um, shit was cool. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> no, that it hurt. You had to be, like, covered from head oh, to yeah. toe. <clears throat> Otherwise... Mm-hmm that sand would just blast you too yeah so um so then so how did how did you get into iraq did they fly all up there drive to drive um no we had to drive and what's crazy is like so we get in all our vehicles we get in our convoy and we're driving off camp new york and we didn't even make it that far and a vehicle breaks down damn (laughs) yeah we could still see turn around see the camp like (laughs) And we were there forever. And it was just like, it just felt like, really? Like, you know, 
But we finally get back on the road. And when we drove over the border and made it into Iraq, it was already nighttime. So I remember, (laughs) you know, crossing it at night. And so we're driving through Iraq, dead nighttime, black. You know, you can't see anything. And what was that road? It was like... Did it end up turning into like this big highway or? <clears throat> yeah, I can't remember. I don't know if that was necessarily MSR Tampa, main supply route Tampa, if it ran all the way down to Kuwait. But yeah, it was it was a major highway mm-hmm. um, during all that time frame. Yeah. And so it took us forever to get all the way up to Summerall. It seemed like, you know. Well, it took us three days, three days, three nights to get to uh, Samara. So I, I would assume it probably took y'all yeah. like four four days or so yeah because yeah. we were past you yeah it took yeah. us a while um <clears throat> and nothing like real eventful i remember <laughs> so <laughs> we're driving and like n- really no brakes i don't remember any brakes and i'm always a driver and Sergeant faust is next to me cool guy i Love remember him. that name yeah and um and big guy, big, mm-hmm. and and like tall as well. And I just remember like driving forever, and it must have been like four in the morning. And I look over him like we have to switch driving. I'm like my eyes are getting heavy. Like I don't know, I might fall asleep. And he's like, how are we gonna switch? I'm like I don't know, but you have to start driving. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, just put that leg over here. I'll get up over here. <laughs> so <laughs> we did that while driving. And we made it. And then not even like five minutes later, our first sergeant gets on the radio saying, we're going to take a rest. And then we're going to switch <laughs> drivers. <laughs> I looked at him. No, we're good. First time we already did it. <laughs> yeah, keep, keep rolling. Keep rolling. <laughs> I looked at him like, we're not switching. You're still driving. (laughs) (laughs) Five minutes is not enough. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, I remember doing that. And then um, finally getting to Summerall, which was called something else. I think it was when we first got there. And they, you know, they changed the name to Summerall. Do you know what uh, what town that was outside of? Baji, if I'm not if I'm correcting it right, B-A-J-A, I believe. Hmm. Baji, Baji, or something like that. We're right Didn't next to it. Didn't they have a jail it. next to it? B-A-Y-J-I. Was yeah, it? Yeah. It's Sorry. north of Tikrit. Um, yeah. That's where B-A-Y-J- the jail was. It had no, a little jail Ab- in there. That's Abu Ghraib. Like a, no, no, we did. not that one. If there was another jail there. They had more than one. We, we, ha- we, we had a detainee uh, area. Um, I mean, do we never went that. up to where she was, though. I mean, no, no, not up there. But it was, uh, it was one. Um, I forget exactly where it is. I'm gonna have to look that up. But yeah, yeah. so Baji, being yeah, being there, like, I we were attached to the okay, if I remember, 33rd Field Artillery, and there it was an all male battalion. And then on the other side of the fob was also another all-male battalion. And I can't remember what that one was because I wasn't attached to it. 
but um so it's how many we were maybe like four platoons of you know as chemicals attached to them plus there were some medics so at the time maybe max it was like 20 females <laughs> you know yeah on this space during that whole time there there was only one time i got the creeps <laughs> from one guy other than that like it never felt like anybody looked at me other than a soldier like okay yeah like i said you know that decision to switch platoons was the best decision in my military career yeah that's awesome yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um so <clears throat> the other half of the company was on spiker and um you know bigger bigger fob mm-hmm. and everything but when we were at so because you know we were chemical we weren't like really using our mos so which was crazy right because we're in iraq and you know weapons of mass destruction nuclear yeah. devices chemical devices we got our anthrax yeah. shot you know we we're just mm-hmm. like you know you had that threat but you know it never came so we got tasked out um there were some of us that you know were tasked to go on these convoys um others like when i first got there i was out on the ops um and then eventually I got tasked to um, man the radios in the talk. So that's where I was around all the first sergeants, the captains, uh, sergeant major, you know. And, the hub. And yeah. manning the radios so and logging on the computer everything that was happening. And so, yeah, what was it like working on those radios? It wasn't... <laughs> <laughs> so, so like I said, you know, uh, a fob with two all-male battalions, and I'm the female manning the radio. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, and I did that all the way probably up till November when I got promoted to sergeant. I was in there, um, and I had day shifts, so I was there all day. And for the most part, it was rocket X-ray radio checks over, and then they would all call in and do their radio checks unless we got mortared you know then we're taking Mm. uh coordinates and you know any injuries but i don't remember us ever really having any injuries from mortars um you know and just logging that and then we also had like a landline it seemed like a regular telephone that would ring and that i would have to answer you know Mm. um and did that and it wasn't you know, that was, it was easy. I was in front of a computer, you know, getting all the information in. So knowing what's happening on the fob, who's off the fob, who's on the fob, and just manning the radio. But, so you had your finger on the pulse of the whole shit a little bit. Yeah, I was like in the know, which turned out to be a great experience too. On the other fob, our captain, because headquarters and like three other um, platoons were on fob spiker and our captain he was pissed about that he tried getting us back over to spiker and i remember being in the talk and the sergeant major came up to me and was like what do you think about being here and i was like well when am i going to get this opportunity 
to be in this situation again. Mm-hmm. But I know I'm not going to get it there. All they do is guard the gate, the front gate at Spiker. Like, and that's all I knew that they were doing. And so I was like, you know, I won't get this opportunity again. Like, I'm fine staying here. So, um, so yeah, he basically, from what I heard, chewed our captain out. And we stayed at Summerall. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> and I, again, you know, a blessing in disguise, too, because um, turns out I found out way after uh, the deployment. I have a, another battle buddy that moved out to California um, that she was on Spiker. So she knew uh, what was happening on the other FOB. My old squad leader, the piece of shit, <laughs> is now serving like 50 years. Holy shit. Yeah. I was going to ask for what, but I have a feeling I know. Yep. Mm. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. Yeah. It, it always like, comes back, man. Crazy, crazy, ugly shit. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. 50 big ones. Yeah. <laughs> Sucks to be you, buddy. Yeah, <laughs> if you're listening I, to this, go I fuck hope yourself. he's yeah, or <laughs> he's, de- he's, he's, he's definitely bottom bitch right now. Like he's probably yeah. right now, right now, getting yeah. getting it, getting it. Yeah, and, getting it given um, to him. So you know, like the way everything happened, at least for me, like I thank God that I got myself out of that platoon. Yeah, you for know, sure, yeah, and um. The only one time I felt creeped out on Fab Summerall um, with anybody there. Like, I was in, me and Sergeant Faust went to go work out in the weight room. And we're in there, like, and I'm doing something with the weights, you know. (laughs) 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 Moving them around and shit. Kicking them like tires. And the special forces guy, because we had a, they had a compound on our um, FOB, the special forces. They had their own little compound. Mm-hmm. And one of these special forces guys comes over to me and he goes, are you rocket x-ray? <laughs> no shit. And I was like uh, confused. Like, you know, I was like, no, rocket x-ray is like a call sign for the talk. <laughs> 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 and um, he was like, well, no, like, are you the female that's on the radio? And I was like, oh, yeah. And, like, straight up was like, you should come hang out with us in our compound. And he even goes, like, we have beer. And I was like, yeah. uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, you know, creepy guy in the white band here. You know, yeah, right. candy coming. Like, <laughs> I got total- <laughs> Even in a damn war zone, man. Even in a damn war zone. That's fucking nuts. Totally creeped out. And I was just like, uh, no, no, thank you. You know, have no idea what his intentions were, but you know, I can just, you know, smart move. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Those signs. Based on your experiences, uh, you know, when you first got to Germany, yeah, it definitely didn't look right. Oh, no. But I'll tell you what, the the SF guys we worked with, they they never offered us beer. No, they didn't. (laughs) 
jerks. And in fact, well, in fact, knows? if they <laughs> did offer beer, I would probably take it. Yeah, <laughs> I'd probably take it. Who knows if they really even had it? Who you know? But... Oh no, they. Uh, so yeah, no, we we got we got to see their 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 food closet. Um, yeah, at the, at the uh, ODA that we got to hang out at, and uh, one of those, one of them was telling us they had like a five thousand dollar a month budget just for food. Wow, right. oh, man! Oh, that was the best. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and Tyree got to eat a lot of it because he stayed oh, there a lot. I was there all the time. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh, all yeah, the pop tarts but... and all the ramen noodles. <laughs> it was but like Joe this... commissary, man. It's popping. <laughs> but, this, but hey, but this is this, shut up. This isn't about you. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I'm sitting here listening, man. Yeah, I'm just yeah. So... Alone for the ride. You know, and it's crazy, right? So, and not, and not to cut you off, Rose, but like it's it's kind of crazy to hear this because, like, I mean, I I I knew a little bit about like what Rose was going through, where she was, because uh, like mm-hmm. you know, like I said, we were writing letters. I actually received one letter, from Rose, that was like hand delivered, right? Do you remember like a convoy? Like you got uh, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, so there was one time um, that we were we had to go do training down at Fab Anaconda. Mm-hmm. Um, hazmat training um, to keep us, you know, up to date on our chemical stuff. So we were going down there to spend like two or three weeks in this hazmat training, and you know, going from, you know, Summerall. basically, yeah, Summerall all the way down to Anaconda. Like I remember, it was just down there. Um, in honor, I think, yeah. I think it was mm-hmm. on our way down and I'm not exactly sure, but I don't remember it being part of our convoy. Um, we came up to a Humvee that was hit either um, like it ran over a landmine or it was hit, but we ended up coming up on it, pulling a box formation around it and we were, um, there was a, a major that was hitching a ride with us down to Anaconda and he was in my Humvee. And so I see the first sergeant, everybody else, the medics go up to the Humvee that was hit. And I think there was like three soldiers in there. The driver was hit the hardest. And I just remember them pulling out. And for some reason, we could not get comms out. We couldn't call for a medevac. We couldn't call. And so that's when we had to drive all the way back to your compound because mm-hmm. yours was like the closest one. We had passed you um, not too far behind. So I think because the major was in my Humvee, that's why uh, ours was chosen. And then uh, 510 with the 50 cal followed us. And I just remember like thinking I have to get to your fob as soon, like as fast as, so I was like flooring it as fast as I can as these Humvees go. And he had to tell me to slow down (laughs) because the five ton couldn't keep up. And I was just like, in my head, I'm like, what do you mean slow down? Like this guy's, you know, bleeding out or whatever. I was just like, so when we got to your guys's compound, your fob, um, I just, in my head, I was like, if he hears 12 chem, like someone got hit, like 
I was just like, hey, I'm okay. Hey, <laughs> you know, thinking about you. <laughs> um, type of being on a cardboard, whatever, you know, piece of yeah. cardboard. Yeah. And um, and I just asked, I was like, hey, you know, could you give this Precious Johnson? I didn't even know, like, what platoon you're with or anything like that. I was like, just in case you heard something, like, I'm okay, type of thing. And... So I believe they obviously radioed uh, a medevac uh, to go out there. And then one of your medics uh, followed us, but they were on tracks. Mm -hmm. So even though it took us forever to get to your fob, it took even longer to get from your fob back to where the convoy was because the tracks on that concrete were like super slow. Yeah, probably one one threes. And um, and when we finally got there, that's when uh, the helicopter, the chopper, was actually lifting off the ground and taking off. And it was just crazy because you know I remember asking him like, "Did he make it? Is he okay?" And he didn't. The driver, the driver ended up passing and it was just like, you know, I felt like I wasn't fast enough, you know, like as the driver, you have that, you know, I could have, you know, anything. And I still don't know like what unit he was with. Why, if he wasn't with our unit, which I honestly don't think he was, where was the rest of his convoy? (laughs) I'm like, why was he out there by himself? Right. And, uh, you know, all that goes through, you know, my mind, that's just sticks with you. Um, it's and, a good thing you guys were there. You guys, you, yeah. they, it seemed like they were separated from everyone else. Yeah. Uh, and, you they know, could I was have been like the last vehicle them. or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes, that's, man, that's terrifying. Yeah, it was. And um, so that was, that was, you know, obviously pretty rough and so we made it down to anaconda and then we were there for like i said two or three weeks doing hazmat training and it was different than our regular chemical decon type of training this was actually we're in the big hazmat suits where we have an oxygen tank on our back because somebody has to zip us in these you know, uh, hazmat uniforms, we have to add a knife on us because we couldn't open it from the inside. So if we ran out of air, we could suffocate inside. So if we ever had to get out, we have a knife to cut us out. Jeez. Yeah. And, uh, and they were bright neon blue hazmat suits. (laughs) And they're telling us, you know, if, you know, there's, you know, a warehouse with containers, we will get, you know, sent out there to test these containers, see if, you know, they're hazardous. And I'm just thinking, so we're going to be walking from our vehicle, you know, in a safe distance away from, you know, these containers in open (laughs) area with bright neon hazmat suits with an oxygen tank on our back over to these like we're we're walking targets that's what i just 
you know, would think in my head, you know, if it ever happened for us to go out there and do this, I was like, we're just a bomb with the oxygen yeah. tank on our back. And yeah. I was like, how them? But then, so we did that training and, you know, it was fun times. <laughs> <laughs> right. Especially, especially in, you know, the, Iraq in the summer. Yeah. Peaking yeah. 130. Yeah. And so <laughs> we, it, it was just like a sauna inside those <laughs> hazmat suits. Oh, and gosh. yeah, so it was, but it was still fun times. You know, that training wasn't, it wasn't bad. It was fun. And uh, then got back to Summerall, back doing our thing. Um, <clears throat> what, uh, what about when you, you came home uh, for R&R? And you were on your convoy, so you you you, go, you come home for R and R. You're living life back in California for a little bit. Yeah, how can... what we get two weeks at home? Yeah, two we, weeks. Yep. Yeah, we got two weeks at home, and then um, so when it came time to come back, mm-hmm. um, I don't remember like the flight or anything like that, but I do remember um, being back on, and I'm not sure what fob it was that we came into but the 33rd uh field artillery was you know meeting us there they had the convoy waiting for us they had two five tons uh for the people coming back from rnr to get up on the back so and i could be wrong but i don't remember even having our m16s um you know i just remember like having a duffel bag and seeing the 510 in the first 510 I seen I just threw my stuff up there and got on I was like the first soldier um to get there and um and so I'm sitting there and I see um another chem soldier Burrell and I seen him I was like hey and um I called him up I was like you know come sit down over here so he goes to get up on this 510 and the sergeants from the 33rd field artillery said no we're loading up this one and they were closer to a different 510 and I was like why does it matter you know (laughs) 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 but um so he comes over he's like no they said I can't get on this one I have to get on the other one I go well then just wait till that one gets full here hand me your bag (laughs) 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 and so he waits and then he gets on well he would have been like the first soldier on that other 510 and um so when we pull out to go into the convoy another thing too like you know how each vehicle has an order in which come you know where they are mm-hmm. in the convoy yeah order yeah. of march yeah, yeah mm-hmm. the five tons that we were on were actually in the opposite order so um so in convoy order the five ten i was in was supposed to be ahead of the other five ten, but mm-hmm. It didn't turn out that way. We we're out of order. So in almost the exact same spot we were on that other Humvee was hit, it felt like it was almost the exact same spot um, that our convoy was hit. And that's actually not too surprising because that particular area, um, because that was MSR Tampa, it's highway one that runs through there, um, <clears throat> was uh, that particular area through Samara, 
um, or around Samara was like really, really, really bad. Um, yeah. I know. So we we mostly operated in town. But there were I know there were units that that patrolled that area and like the cab guys and all that other stuff. And uh, I mean, they were just constantly busy, like pulling IEDs out of the ground or you know yeah. capturing dudes that were doing that. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, yeah. So they were hit. I don't think there were any major injuries, as far as I know. Um, but again, we came up, pulled another box formation and the way our 510 was facing, I could see. So if we're going North and we're on the right side, I could see that field to the East. Um, and it's just, it just looked like dead long grass, just a bunch of long grass. Mm-hmm. And I was just thinking like anybody could be in there. You know, I was just like, felt like a sitting target, especially because they don't remember us having our M16s or weapons as, you know, the soldiers coming back from R&R. Mm-hmm. And on the other side of this field, there was like a dirt road way back there. And then there was like this hut. And I'm like looking out there and I see somebody like peek out from behind this hut. And immediately I was like, did you see that? I'm talking to the guy, you know, next to me. I'm like, did you see that? Look over there. I'm like trying to get everybody to look and tell people. And then um, there was a Humvee that had the 50 cal on it. Mm. And I was like, you know, somebody has to, you know, fire over there or something. Like I was just yelling. And so eventually um, they do, they have the guy on the 50 cal shoot in that direction. Well, there was this electrical you know, wire going across on top of the field (laughs) and he hits that perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) Like, and, you know, breaks it in half and it goes down. So this live wire goes into this dry grass. I was like, you just set this on fire. (laughs) (laughs) They just lost their electricity. Like, I was just like... Speaking, you know, and you didn't even scare the guy off, like. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so that's when we had to. um, I think we, was it? We pulled the five ten back onto your base again, I believe, and we had to leave it there. Mm -hmm. And then, and then we went back to our fobs. As far as I know, that's what happened in that situation. But yeah, that's why when I heard you say, you know, you talked about it in the first podcast, and I was like, wow, you made me sound like a badass. (laughs) (laughs) I just, I just told it from, I just told it from what I, what I, what I thought I remember. I thought I remember, you know, like you, you engaged a little bit. Um, here and there um but still i mean you think like i mean even if you didn't yeah. like necessarily the, pulling triggers like yeah well the only time i did have to engage was when i was on fob summer i was at an op and i had to um fire some warning shots at a vehicle that stopped right in front of our op and mm-hmm. you know of course it's like you can't stop you gotta keep moving so i fired some warning shots and i guess the guy broke down because well at least, you know, he got out of the car and like ran away. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Damn, he's just waiting on AAA. Yeah. Rose, like, get the fuck out of here. 
<laughs> Ain't no triple A today. <laughs> but you know, yeah. you, you, you mean in 2004, man? Like that's just yeah. how it was, man. That's just yeah. what. It, yeah, that was the thing. That's what we had to do. That even, was even yeah. while you're on the convoy, you know, like going from you know Anaconda back to Semaral or Semaral to Anaconda. You're in that convoy, and any vehicle that mm-hmm. comes in, you're like ramming them off the road. You're yep. firing warning shots at them while you're driving. You know, so it was like, <laughs> and I was always the driver. And so, you know, I kind of, you know, joke about my whole saying now is like, you could thank the army for my aggressive driving, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you could thank Iraq for my road rage. <laughs> yeah, right. I my totally little... <laughs> uh, dig that. I think yeah. you get all the good driving skills from the army. Oh, yeah. hell yeah, man. Absolutely. <laughs> I think, and, we, we, and we've talked about that in previous episodes for sure. And in Tyree, you you know a little something about giving warning shots on the top of a Humvee at vehicles if they get too close to your convoy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Do I? Uh, some, yes, you do. <laughs> Unless you fucking lied to me with your MP5. Oh, no, that happened. Yeah, that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You shoot, off, uh, shoot off rounds on yeah. the MP5 at these cars. And I'm not throwing rocks like an idiot. Yeah, I need I to have my hand on the trigger. I remember them like going, like there was that big patch of dirt in between, you know, the left side and the right side, and they'd see us coming. They would just cross over to the opposite side and drive against traffic on the opposite side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was, it was like the West, the old West, you know, just. Mm. Yeah, no, it really was. Yeah. Um, so they later on in the deployment, though, our Bradleys, they were told to keep rocks on top of the turret because they didn't want them to engage because the only two weapons, three weapon systems they had on top of the Brad was a 240 Charlie, which was a seven, six, two round. Um, the 25 millimeter Bushmaster, which is a mini cannon and then two tow missiles. So they don't really, you know, they can't really give a proper warning shot. So they're told to keep, keep rocks up there. But like Tyree was telling me that, you know, when he got to work, uh, he got to do uh turret gunner or whatever it was for for the ODA guys and and uh they gave him like an MP5 or whatever they were like if they get too close just let them let them have it he, yeah I remember I remember you telling me dude like I remember you being like what's too close is like whatever you feel <laughs> yeah I was nervous as shit man first of all all right they um were trying to make us feel comfortable with working with them they didn't have on vests and all kind of shit, and they're wearing these fucking, you know, cool guy hats and shit. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you guys don't have to wear those vests. I'm like, really? Uh, and it's yeah, it's, a mil- it's a billion degrees outside, and I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna wear the vest, but no top under. And they're like, okay, that flies. <laughs> so then they're like, okay, well, you know, here's an MP5. You know, here's how you use it. And I'm like, man, I've seen tons of movies. I got this under control. Just tell me what to do. <laughs> He's like, yeah, movies? just don't, yeah, just don't <laughs> let them get too close. Don't let them get too close. So he's like, there is a bag of rocks up here, but if they get too close, you know, give them a warning shot. Yeah. If they continue to get close, you know, you save us. I'm like, okay, well, I could do that shit. That's fucking pretty square, to, pretty, pretty yeah. up front, you know, front street. And uh, yeah, I've had it was a couple cars where we had to shoot some warning shots at and make them veer off hard just because you know either they weren't paying attention or yeah or what but you know that pucker moment yeah is is, is uh, always you know extra extra high uh alert hell yeah man you're looking at every car you're looking at every person in the car you're looking at 
every person walking, you look yes. at every piece of yeah. trash, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, literally head and eyes on a swivel, like every yeah. single thing. It's kind mm-hmm. of crazy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> go ahead, Rose. So when, um, so a lot of, you know, driving triggers me, you know, mm-hmm. when I'm, especially LA, like if I have to go down the hill <laughs> and go through, you know, LA traffic, oh my gosh, I, the first time my daughter heard me curse was because of road rage. Really? <laughs> oh yeah. I was, and it wasn't just like, oh, you know shit or anything like it was full-blown like you mother fucking- <laughs> <laughs> just letting them have it <laughs> throwing up signs <laughs> damn <laughs> and then my my little girl's in the back like still like you know four or five you know and she's like mommy i was like oh, shit. <laughs> i forgot you were back there for a sec <laughs> that's funny yeah <clears throat> but yeah. um so yeah, I also went to the board again while I was in Iraq. So I think that was around November of 2003 that, you know, I actually studied, you know, because, um, well, in the talk, it was like I had, you know, you have your morning chow and then I had a report to the talk and then dinner comes and, you know, that was, I was off. And so that was my downtime. Mm-hmm. And so I studied and, went to the board on Fob Spiker. um, And it was actually that morning um, that Fob Summerall was hit with the vehicle ID. Um, Mm. I remember hearing about that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it targeted more so the local nationals because it, they, I guess it knew it wouldn't make it through the gate. So the local nationals that would come on our FOB to work or do, mm-hmm. you know, the odd jobs on the FOB, it targeted them and, and drove into and blew up. I remember seeing pictures of like the vehicles and just black, you know. Yeah. Um, but I didn't find out till after the board, um, me and another soldier had to go do like a over the phone interview and it was actually the person interviewing me that knew about it and told me. And I was just like, like, you know, dumbfounded because it's like, I didn't even hear it from my own unit telling me, Hey, this is what's up. But, um, yeah, crazy story about getting, going to the board. So it was me and another soldier again, I forget his name. But we studied the whole year, so you think I would remember his name. <laughs> He's in my in twelfth chem. And um and we go to the board and he goes ahead of me because he goes first because his Burrell. Okay, that's right. He's B. So Burrell. <laughs> <laughs> Is it B? No, no, not Burrell. He was the R and R guy. Butler. Butler is the one I went to the promotional board with and he comes out like not looking like he did good at all <laughs> just and, defeated yeah and I was just like shit and um and so then another soldier went in and then I was after that one 
and I went in there and it was the complete opposite of my first time. Like I was answering every question. Like I just knew. And I think what really helped is me working in the talk, working with all those. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Just like mm-hmm. in knowing it, it was just like, I knew it. It's like, so it really like night and day from my first one. Yeah, that you're in a so, different mind state, also. Oh yeah, yeah. And More so, experience as a soldier, and yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, so then I came out of there, and then um, then they tally up all your points or whatever, and they come out and they tell you your score. And I remember the soldier that came out, and she she was like, "Yeah, you got 150." And I was like, "Well, is that good or bad?" She was, "Well, you got 150 out of 150." So I was like. <laughs> Like, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I did it. <laughs> yeah. I always expect to fail. So anything above that, I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> anything above failure. <laughs> it's an absolute success. Damn, Rose. <laughs> so, Jesus. I know. So that was, that was cool. I was, like, surprised myself that, you know, wasn't expecting to get that so um that'll be a good title for this episode <laughs> what's that anything, anything about failure <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> yeah that but that reminds me not like that reminded me of it but and that just a memory came back as i was leaving fob anaconda from that hazmat training there's a big arch over the the um entry and exit you know point and it mm-hmm. says they're like spray painted or painted up there. Today could be the day. As yeah. you're driving off the fob, that's what you read. And I was just like, shit. You know, like. It's ominous as fuck, man. Grim Reaper ass. Yeah. Asshole. <laughs> Put that shit up. Yeah, for real. I was just like, okay, I'm awake. I'm alert. <laughs> God. Yeah. But so, yeah, we get back to Summerall after my promotion. And find out, you know, the front gate was hit and just like you you could tell the morale of the fob was different, you know, um, which was crazy. You know, Mm -hmm. none of our guys were injured, but still like the soldiers that were there, they seen the destruction, they seen, you know human remains just yeah you know it was just crazy so yeah that can absolutely be a lot man i mean yeah you know we've talked about it before but you know seeing that stuff is uh i mean the the first time first couple times it's a lot for sure oh yeah but um shit at a point like we were at a point where we were where you know we were just it was just kind of became the norm you know like you know the smell of it or the side of it or yeah or whatever it was just it's a part of the what's going on here it's part of the experience yeah if it didn't smell like that it's something wrong yeah no that's yeah that's a good way of putting it man but uh yeah so after after that that's when um they rotated me out of working at the talk and i was back with the company um doing like maintenance stuff and working in the motor pool and um, I got put on this other roster, like as females, the females in our company, 
each day got rotated, you know, um, on this roster. Basically, if a female local national needed to be searched to come on the FOB, you know, they would call one of us, whoever had that duty that day, and we would go. And so I didn't even know I was on it. Like, nobody briefed me that this was even a thing. And so in the middle of the night one night, I get woken up by CQ um, telling me I, I had to get up and I had to report over to the detainee center, which I didn't even know we had. And um, so it like, I was sh like shocked, you know, like I get up, I'm, you know, I sleep in my PT's clothes and I get up and I'm like, do I go like this? And then as soon as I said it, I was like, that's stupid. Pretend I didn't ask that. <laughs> let, let me change. <laughs> like, I'm still waking up type of attitude. I was just like, that was stupid. Why did I ask that? <laughs> but, yeah, so that was probably like the middle of the night. And it was me and Sergeant Harris, who was another uh, female soldier. And so we get in Humvee, we go to this detainee center. We have to wait like all night and and we're thinking like she's there when we get there. Nope, they're still off the fob somewhere and they're coming. And so we waited all night and it was probably like sometime around eight or nine that they finally get there. So we have to search her, then we have to... Um, you know, pull guard on her so she's never alone. You know, there's always a female with her. She needs to use the latrine. We follow her type thing. And um, so I should have already, so this was, I was still working in the talk during this time. And so I was supposed to report to the talk and I never showed up. And so they're calling 12th Cam, like, hey, where's Contreras? And my unit's like, uh, we don't know. And so there was like a miscommunication is like nobody told nobody that me and Sergeant Harris had to report to the detainee center. So for a while, they didn't know where we were at <laughs> and finally figured it out and had to send somebody to replace us so that I could go to the talk. So I'm dead tired and I go in there and I sit in front of the computer, I, you know, check in, do that radio check. And I'm sitting there and like my eyes are heavy and I'm like almost falling asleep, trying not, you know, to fall asleep, nodding off. And I hear the phone ring, but it's the actual like landline phone. Mm -hmm. And I just, I shoot up, <laughs> like, <laughs> so stupid. I shoot up, like just stand up in my chair. I grab the radio. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> And I pick it up like a phone because it, you know, has the same type of handle as a phone. Mm -hmm. And I go, hello. <laughs> 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 like, not even like, you know, 33, you know, field artillery, you know, who's speaking type of thing. No, just like, <laughs> hello. <laughs> like, it, and they all like turned and looked at me. And I, you know, I'm looking at them and I'm just like, hello and then i look at the, i'm like stupid like this is a radio like i realized what i did and one of the captains come over he's like 
you should just go home and sleep the rest of the day. <laughs> be like, so, thank you. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Finally. I felt so stupid. I was just like, <laughs> I can't believe I just did that. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Who's calling this? Out? Yeah. <laughs> what do you want? <laughs> Have you seen yeah. uh have you seen that movie uh uh was it In the Army Now with Polly Shore? Yeah, that came out like before we even joined, didn't it? Yeah, it was uh, a yeah, like late ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. Well, he so was, there's a there's a scene later in the movie where they're you know they're de- deployed to Jordan, and uh, you know they're the they're the the last remaining hope for the uh, the you know American element to take out the bad guys and blah blah blah. And they get this <laughs> this drop of equipment, you know what I mean? There's a radio on there. And so he's like, he's talking to the first sergeant back in the rear and the first sergeant trying to like give him instructions and all that stuff. And he's like sitting in the rear like, no, 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 shut up. Don't talk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm busy. <laughs> just talking to him like, you know, you imagine you're Polly Shore talking, you know. That's yeah. That reminds me of. I was like, hello. Yeah. I, it's so stupid. <laughs> David, the other specialist from... Uh, 12 cameras two of us and he's sitting down he's just looking at me like like you said you just did that (laughs) (laughs) like and i and i said it twice too because i was like everybody's looking at me i'm like thinking to myself like nobody's answering (laughs) there's nobody here (laughs) (laughs) hello and i look at it like oh my gosh i'm an idiot (laughs) okay so we have to uh draw down Oh yeah. Um, what else? Uh, I'm sorry. Um, <clears throat> leaving Iraq. Mm-hmm. What was the feeling when you finally landed back in Germany? Um, you know, it's weird that I don't remember. I remember the feeling. I remember being on Fab Summerall and knowing we we're the night we were leaving, and getting like like almost a full-blown panic attack and I don't know if it was having to leave the fob again um because of everything that happened on the convoy mm-hmm. you know but I got like my heart palpitation just was like super strong and I was just like you know where I felt like I was even like sweating you know I was just like leaving country and I was just like shit you know like this is it <laughs> but um Two, one of the things right before we ended up getting a contracted dining facility on that fob like two months before we left, you know. Lucky. I know. That was <laughs> the last two months. It was for the unit after us. Mm-hmm. But I remember being in there and we were sitting down and the other um, soldiers that were replacing us were in there too. I think it was a National Guard unit. And, um, and we're sitting there and we're eating and we got hit. You hear the mortars coming. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was funny because you could tell who were the new guys and who, yeah. were, who were the guys that have been there for a year. Because, mm-hmm. how, you know, like half of the people in there just drop and get under the table. And we all look over like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine, guys. It's fine. It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no big deal. It was the funniest thing. So, actually, it's the first son of a Riri warrior. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but actually, landing back in Germany, I don't remember it. 
Wow. Yeah, I don't even remember that part. I just remember being there and, um, you know, you're being briefed and everything. And, um, cause I had gotten, what is it? Is it stop loss? When, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, my three years was up when the deployment came and I chose not to reenlist. And that was another thing while we were deployed in Iraq that came up again about wanting to reenlist and, you know, you won't have to pay taxes and your bonus and all this. And I seriously thought about reenlisting only because, you know, I was now in a platoon where yeah. every everything made sense. And this is where I really, you know, things start more again, because to me, he was a true leader. He didn't try to, he was, I'm not here to tell you, yes, you should reenlist. I'm not going to sit here and tell you, no, you, sh- you, should, you shouldn't reenlist. Mm-hmm. He was, but if you were in a situation that you were in before with the platoon you were in, could you handle it? And mm-hmm. I knew right then, like, no, I wouldn't be, ha- I couldn't even handle it then. I know I wouldn't be able to handle it. And that's what ultimately made me decide not to reenlist. You know what's really shitty about that is, I mean, first of all, like, you, <clears throat> I mean, I, I, although I never worked with you, like, as a, like, a professionalist soldier, right? Like, soldiers, yeah. like, I, you know, but, like, I knew how hard you worked to, you know, to, to do your course, courses, to get yeah. promoted, to know your job. I know the effort that you put into it. And here you are a good soldier and and you know because of what happened in the beginning because of that one guy yeah you know what i mean like that's and that's such a fucking problem in the army yeah um yeah so uh uh and and just once again i want i just want to put this out there fuck that guy yeah um, yeah i hope he's doing terrible right now yeah he is but he's got <laughs> ton, he got tons of time to think about his uh his actions uh, while yeah. trying oh, yeah. to protect his anus. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. when we got back to Germany, I was, uh-huh. you know, I had the three months of, um, what is it? Like, yeah. getting getting ready to check out to go home. <laughs> check out. So, <laughs> like, go to the hotel. <laughs> yeah. 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 Turn in and, your shit, get on the plane, and go. Yep. That's it. And it's over. Yeah. Do I just you, remember. Do you remember the plane ride back to America? I do. And you probably, you probably crazy. sat next. You probably sat next to like the the coolest person ever on that. Plane. Well, first I and I wanted to ask you because I, <laughs> the alcoholic that I was when we got back, I was like in my head, I was like, I want to go to that bar, a house of 150 oh, yeah. beers. Yeah, and yeah. like that was on my mind. So I don't even know if I went with somebody. I don't remember if I took somebody or if I just went by myself. But I was there and I remember sitting, you know, on a couch or something with my beer. And then you and Brown come walking in. Or, and I was just <laughs> like, shit, like <laughs> who it is? And you guys sat and we, you know, shared a beer and talked. And you guys gave me a ride back to my barracks. Um, and so just like coincidence that we ran into each other and then, you know, 
the plane ride going home, mm-hmm. you know, sitting and waiting for the gate to open. And here you are sitting there. I was like, hey. <laughs> yep. How did that work? Was just just a coincidence or did Kevin? No, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, no Kevin, we, we were Kevin was talking to me. Flight. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're the one writing notes to me while we were in Iraq. And yeah. To find me so you can make out with me <laughs> in, Co- in Kuwait. But, you know, I'm talking to you. Wow. No, yeah, no, yeah. we just ended up on the same flight. And so originally yeah. she was sat next to somebody else and, and, and we asked to switch seats. Mm-hmm. I basically was like, get over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. And yeah, so I mean, that 16 hour flight back. Um, he slept. And I, I mean, <laughs> I probably, I probably, I was probably passed out on your shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> How, what, what a like poetic way to end like the, yeah. Uh, yeah. the whole thing between you two. Yeah. Now, you, what was the life like uh, out of the outside of the army? Um, it wasn't very eventful at first. You know, I stayed home. Um, well, I got married. Um, okay. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. Well. I'm not anymore. <laughs> All right, congrats. <laughs> but um but yeah, so I stayed home for a semester. I, you know, went back to college. Um, you know, I wanted that time with my family that I didn't have and did a semester. Mm-hmm. Um, he was stationed in Fort Huachuca, so after the semester was over, I went and lived with him at Fort Huachuca in Arizona. And um, that's when we got pregnant, and he had a hard time dealing with the fact that they were telling him he was getting deployed again right after a deployment, and um, handled it the wrong way. Because um, when he got there, they basically said, don't unpack your bags, you're going back. Wow. Yeah, and so... Um, Instead of handling it the right way, he, you know, started to self-medicate and through a process, it just so happened, like, the whole nine months I was pregnant, he was dealing with all of that and, you know, it took, it took them forever to, like, give him the Article 15. Like, I was about ready to have my baby when they were giving him the Article 15. And I was think I was just thinking like if they kick you out like <laughs> I'm about ready to pop here. <laughs> what are we gonna do? And um, it just so happened I had the you know Inez, and then he got dishonorably discharged mm. and came back home. And you know it was just a series of yeah I'm going to rehab. No I'm not relapse. And so when. My daughter was five months old in 2007. He left. Um, he ended up uh, 5150. He, you know, self-medicated so much that he was really talking nonsense and scary stuff. And so he 5150. And while he was there, he met a girl. <laughs> there was also 5150. So, yeah, Um, when he got out, he did not come home. And so me and my baby went back home to live with my mom and got divorced, needless to say, and didn't really hear from him for a long time. You know, 
maybe once a year here and there, he would check in and then Mm -hmm. check out. And it's, you know, really sad back um, in 2019, um, the beginning of the year, he reached out again and wanted, you know, my daughter was what, 13, 13, yeah. 13 and um, reconnected, even moved out here, got an apartment out here just down the street from us, um, took her to um, a father-daughter dance, like, mm-hmm. you know, just tried to reconnect with her, um, but still very much so an alcoholic, and um, he ended up passing August of that year due to liver um, damage. And so it didn't give my daughter much closure. You know, she, mm-hmm. she was able to see him and realize it had nothing to do with her, mm-hmm. right. why, why he left, you know, <clears throat> because growing up, she was just like, you know, do I have a dad? Where's my dad? You know? Yeah. And telling her bits and pieces according to her age, you know, I couldn't, you know. Right. And so by the time he came into her life, she was able to understand, especially, you know, me going through my PTSD and going through the VA and everything. So she she knew mommy needs help. (laughs) (laughs) You know, so she was able to kind of connect the dots that, okay, mommy gets help, but daddy doesn't get help. He just, you know, so, um, so yeah, it was pretty, pretty rough uh, time. It's a tough lesson for a kid to learn. Yeah. And and experience, especially at that age, man. I mean, poor girl. Yeah. And then not that long after, so August, he passed, um, September, my mom got diagnosed with cancer. Jeez. Um, she's just about ready to retire just like one more year and she's going to retire. And, um, then in November, my daughter's dog got sick. <laughs> I know Jeez, it was, just, Rose. It, was <laughs> it was rough. Damn. And so, and 2019 he, did not like you guys. You no, know, and then 2020 rolled no, up. No, yeah, pandemic happened. And so that was Inez's first Gosh. experience at losing, you know, her dog. And he yeah. was, you know, one of our wiener dogs or dachshunds, <laughs> and just like you know, just sad. And then January, I turned, well, I turned 39 because I'm 40 now. Yeah. <laughs> um. About to be 41. Yeah, I turned 39 on the 5th. My mom passed on the 8th. So it was really, in that whole year, 2020, yeah, the shittiest year of my life. And that, you know, that's including Iraq, you know, like even shittier than that, like the worst year Mm -hmm. of my my life, losing my mom. Because she was the glue that held my family together. And... Her passing just broke us all up almost. You know, it it brought me and my older brother closer because, you know, he felt like, okay, now he, you know, he's this head of the house now. So it really, 
he was my rock. He's the one person I could go to and I could talk to where everybody else, I was like this, I was like the enemy because my mom left me the house. And so it was like this ugly thing that happened with family that you think, oh, it's not going to happen to us. We're tight. But no, it still happened. It was, it was an ugly thing. It, it's rotten when uh, that kind of shit comes between family. Yeah. It's rotten. It's <laughs> always say things suck out loud. That is something that sucks out loud, man. Yeah, yeah. it really, yeah. really is. <clears throat> um, Rose, I remember you telling me a story once of an animal. I believe you told me an animal that you got real attached to when you were a kid. Does that ring a bell to you? Um, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so my mom has always loved dachshunds, the wiener dogs. And when we were younger, I think I was about oh, 12, 13, uh, my mom got the first wiener dog, our first dachshund. And she named him Beaner. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> he was, you know, a brown dog. And, yeah. you know, she was always like, she she was like, that's what they called me growing up. And so, oh, man. Mm. <laughs> so she named him Beaner. And he was like the best dog. Like his bark was bigger than his bite. He thought he was like this big dog, but he was tough. And <laughs> he lived 17 years. He was like the best dog. But I don't think my mom really thought, you know, hindsight into the, you know, future about his name because he got out a couple of times. And so we had to walk. <laughs> <laughs> we had to walk around the block yelling out, Bina! <laughs> that, yeah. that is my favorite story. <laughs> Yeah. Damn, that would be a better name for the uh, the title for the show, but I don't think that'll fly. I don't think that'll fly. I don't think that'll fly. Rose, we said we said no derogatory words. That was not derogatory. Did not mean for it to be, but he was the best dog, like so protective. And uh, and we're Mexican, so (laughs) yeah. No, I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. My mom did not. My mom did not mean it in a negative way at all. But she, my mom was the best. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was like your mom too. I mean, I didn't. I didn't have a a ton of encounters with her, but like the hand, the the, some that I did. Yeah, I'm glad Um, you got to meet her. Like mm -hmm. that was awesome. Yeah, especially with our time in Germany. I know, like, while we were over there, like, I was able to, you, you know, you, we would talk on the phone, your mom and I, or when you were on the phone. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was, it was, it was, it was nice to finally be able to, to stop out in Hesperia and, yeah. and, uh, and see your family and you. Yeah. And but that's actually, I don't know if you realize, that was the last time we saw each other. And that was like 2000. Yeah. Five or six. That was a long 2005. time. I yeah, was there. Yeah. Yeah, you were there. You, you guys were going to Vegas. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You could. You, why didn't you come with us? Because I wasn't invited. <laughs> oh, you're right. You're right. That was that's on Tyree. He said no girls allowed. Yeah. He said dicks, hey, dicks only. Hey man, Las Vegas. What yeah. happens? What yeah. happens? You know, on the way. You know, there. hey, yeah, but you look, you look back on that on that first uh, trip to Vegas that we made, and we probably could have used. 
some sound thought from a lady <laughs> to keep us in line because I suffered from that credit card debt for a while. Really? <laughs> well, yes. Well, actually, I think I was married, but when you came that time. <laughs> well, that explains that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, so, so I, think I, was, no big deal. Yeah, I think it's actually nice, married neat, when you little stopped package. by and yeah. visited. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah. yeah we hit all the the major parts but let's life. let's just let's just say real quick though like life is going good for you now though rose i was just about to say yeah yeah, yeah. i am inez yeah. is almost damn near grown 15 right? 15 i know she's my life you know she's, i live for her i yeah. you know she's my rock i live vicariously through her because now of the brain surgery i'm all restricted i can't go above five thousand feet I, you know, for the longest time, my mom was like, you can't go swimming because if something happens, but (laughs) well, because I ended up having seizures and got diagnosed with epilepsy, but I haven't had a seizure since 2012. So I'm, I'm good there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm here, I'm living and thinking about getting out of Kelly though. Yeah, I 1,000% agree. Now, Rose, Tyree and I have this agreement that if this podcast were to generate a million dollars, he's going to move his ass to Arkansas. Really? Arkansas? Yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why you say it like that? Because well, it's <laughs> fucking Arkansas for one. For two, suck my ball, sir. <laughs> but no, I, we figured it made sense. Like a, yeah. a million bucks, we can... You know, at that point, you you should probably be taking it serious. Yeah. And it's going to be better, probably, if we've lived in the same town and if we weren't halfway across the country. Yeah. Well, yeah, you get a million dollars. You could just have your own block with all your friends on the block. And oh, man. Would that not be amazing? Especially little... in Arkansas. You yeah. Can, yeah. You can or purchase blo- all blocks, kind of shit. The blocks are cheap <laughs> out here. They're cheap as fuck out here, man. Yeah, I'll buy yeah. everything. Yeah. A, million, a million one <laughs> with one million bucks out by Arkansas. Yeah. <laughs> by the hey, whole shit. And we're well on our way because I think last time I checked we're, we we somehow generated like seven and a half bucks. So nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Where they were getting there. Yeah, hell yeah, man. So um, wait, you your followers donate money? Is that no. how that works? No, so each episode has an ad on it and oh, okay. um, it 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 it's uh, it's slightly monetized. It's not it's not a lot at all. Um, uh-huh. but and that's and that's fine like you know like we don't we don't expect to actually ever hit you know a large amount of money or even something worth a shit you know what i mean like yeah it's just well you I never mean, know you honestly never know like i like li- i mean the episodes are long so i break it up you know mm-hmm. usually when i'm driving so that's when my daughter i'm taking her to school and she's yeah we're she's listening good. yeah it's she, she laughs she's <sighs> like you know because i tell her you know, I give her a heads up. They're infantry. <laughs> <laughs> well, just let her know. I I, I I hope that she gets to hear this one because uh, I don't know. I don't know how much she knows of your time uh, in oh, the yeah, service. No. I and, tell uh, her. Yeah. But uh, or e- even stories that you and I have had. You know what I mean? Or like yeah. you know, hearing stories about you from my perspective or Tyree's perspe- perspective. So I really uh, and that's kind of part of what, what we're doing here. You know, I mean, that was that was the main reason we started doing this whole thing because Tyree wanted to leave something for his son, Anthony. So, yeah. Um, really, really cool deal, man. Um, and pretty cool that we, we got to kind of like briefly talk to her for earlier. It's, it's wild. Mm-hmm. To think, yeah. Man, Cause you know, shit, man, 15, like, I know 
It's wild. It is. And mm. she's she's a trooper. She's <laughs> she's uh she's <clears throat> tough. Yeah. Well, um we have to close it out. Uh but Rose, uh it was amazing to talk with you again. I mean, I know we talk occasionally here and there, but yeah. um uh definitely definitely great to catch up and uh and be able to talk about this stuff and uh we should probably do it more. Yeah, you know I mean? thank you. It was, you know, I like listening to you guys and I'm grateful to be a guest. Yeah, for sure. And you're our first uh uh female, our first yeah. woman, our first woman guest, our first lady guest. Yeah, female. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I, you know, you know it's crazy as I, I talk to, to women here and they're like, oh, you can't call us female. That's a that's apparently a, derog- a derogatory term now. Oh my gosh. You know, right. I um, won't even go there. <laughs> yeah. So female, woman, lady, I mean, you know what you are. Not a yeah. dude. Uh, not, I, I not, don't know about a lady, a but <laughs> <laughs> you had your moments. You had yeah. Your moments. But uh, yeah, so uh, absolutely uh, loved having you on, and uh, I can't, I can't wait to talk with you more. Definitely need to keep up, man. Yes. It, yeah, I, I know it's fun. I I, I, I suck you, at it, but yeah. When you come out to Kelly, it's just like you know, you're always somewhere close by, and I'm like, stop by, and then. You're like, no, I yeah. can't even leave base. <laughs> yeah, the last time I was out there, we were confined to base. It was pretty terrible. But, uh, yeah, but yeah uh, I guess, uh, Tari, what do you think? Sounds good. Yeah. I'm going to shut this down. So, hey, uh, everyone, folks, thanks for listening to what will no doubt be our longest show. <laughs> um, we had a lot of fun, got to catch up, uh, mm-hmm. got to learn a lot about each other. Yeah. Uh, resiliency. Yeah. You know, Hell you're yeah. going to make it. You're going to make it no matter what. Yeah. You know what? And uh, anything above failure is going to be <laughs> the name of this one. Anything above failure, man. Stay yes. in the fucking fight. Stay yeah. in the fight. That's anything. What it's about. That's all you got to do. Yeah. And uh, we're going to stay in this fight with this uh, show. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. Y'all have a good one. You too. Love y'all guys. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.